Tyler. Hello. Okay, I just looked at this Razor Edge link that you posted. Mm hmm. Who is the market for this? Because for $100 more, you can buy a Steam Deck. <clears throat> Probably the same market as. Have you seen Logitech's? Yeah, I saw that one. What's the MSRP on the Logitech one? I think it's Do like three or four hundred bucks. Like, I, if the Steam Deck didn't exist, these would totally be like something that, like, I could see people buying. But, yep. like, Valve just announced that like they don't have any shipping constraints. Like, you can just go buy one right now, and it ships in like a week. Yeah. And it does everything that these Wi-Fi, like, Android handhelds do, but can also luckily run all your Steam games on the go, so you don't need internet. Yeah. I don't, under I don't understand. <laughs> I, well, I don't know. There could be people, I guess, that don't have Steam. Like, if you're a console player oh, and you don't sure. own a PC, you probably don't have Steam, therefore you probably don't have yeah. a Steam library. You're already on Xbox get a Razer sure. or a Logitech handheld for a little bit less money and just Xbox cloud stream your games. That is true. That is true. Because it looks There's like actually... the Logitech one is based off of fucking Android as well. Yeah. And, and you kind of saying like it's like if you have an Xbox and like Game Pass, like these are probably would be the answer for on the go because I mean that X cloud streaming is actually like pretty good. For the most part, so yeah, that uh, that maybe makes more sense. Pretty good for the most part. That's the key yeah. word. I like the looks of it though. It's it's nifty looking, and like it's cool that it can come apart and stuff. Just like Razer's little kishy fucking whatever the hell it was called, where you can put your no like your personal phone into it. But that's that's where my mind goes. Yeah, is it's basically a Razer. Kishi, I think that's what it was called. I have, I can't find it now. But Razer makes that like little piece that like you pull apart and you put your phone into it, and then it's got the joysticks and stuff on it. It's basically that with an Android tablet in there. Yeah. But, like if you're gonna be doing cloud streaming games anyway, you could just save yourself a lot of money and buy one of those and use your phone. Yeah. If you're Android. I mean, I guess if you're an iPhone user, then it's not quite the same, but you could still do it with iPhone. Yeah, it's just through, like, uh, the browser, I think. Mm -hmm. So. I, I don't know. It, like, is is this a result of the Steam Deck? Like, are, are companies now just, like, we need to do something like that? And, yes. like, everyone is just rushing out to do it because yes. they saw how successful it is? <laughs> yes, that is exactly what it is. Oh, yeah. these guys made it work. They made a killing. They had to go on fucking yeah. back orders where shipping times were like months away. And they're yeah. selling a ton of them. They're like, obviously there's a market for it. Let's get in here. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I don't, we're probably different because we're like niche tech users. But like if I'm buying a handheld, it's the Steam Deck. Because the more I see about it, the more I want one. <laughs> Yeah, that would be the route I would take as well. But I wouldn't be buying a Razer. No. Or an Android-based one, personally, but, again, that's no. me. I, like, I could see buying one if it was, like, if the price was a lot less. Like, I think if you're buying, like, a streaming-only handheld, for the most part, 
because that's basically what these are like there's not a ton of android games right so no. it's like you're primarily going to use it to stream like to me the price tag on these should be like at most 200 bucks and if it was 200 bucks i could see like yeah sure you pick one up so that you can you know play games in your hotel room right or something but yeah no i for... i completely agree but i mean there's obviously got to be a market out there for these types cuz they're not dumping yeah, that get... kind of money into something that no one's going to buy yeah that is true but like definitely from a value proposition and a capability proposition the steam deck's an actual mini computer yeah. you can install your own OS on there. Like if you don't want to run steam OS, which is based on Linux, you can yeah. wipe it and install windows on there. If you wanted to, like there's nothing stopping you from doing any of that stuff. Like it's an actual mini computer with joysticks attached, but yeah, that cost of entry and that barrier. And then, you know, the whole having a steam library with steam games on it. That's probably. Yeah, totally. Yeah. The steam deck really only makes sense if you have a steam library. So, I wouldn't say only. I mean, that definitely is where it makes the most sense. Yeah. But, because there's nothing st stopping someone who's like, ah, I own an Xbox and it'd be nice to play some PC games, but like, I don't have thousands of dollars to build a PC. Oh yeah, totally. So they pick up a Steam Deck and it's just like, this is my entry point into that. You know. And especially now, because they just uh, released that dock for it too. So it's like, there is an opportunity for like people to use it as like a computer too right so mm -hmm. but which you didn't even need that dock for me you could plug it in any usb type c dock and you'd be able to yeah totally go but yeah i mean from definitely from my perspective if i was uh looking at a handheld and to hive eyed up the steam deck many 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 a times yes it's been in my, it's been like in the mm -hmm. add to cart like a good dozen a dozen times for me <laughs> But yeah, if, if I'm if I'm getting a handheld, it's it's gonna be a Steam Deck. The problem is, is like I don't I had a Switch, I had yeah. a an Nvidia Shield, like their handheld. I just don't play handheld. I or I actually have like almost convinced myself for a Steam Deck is like typically when I was using my Switch, it was like I was sitting on my couch like watching TV, and it was like after work and it's like okay i also kind of want to play a game at the same time so i would like play something on my switch but all of the third-party games that like i would normally play on steam like xcom or Civ or something like that just like ran like shit on the switch so i was like i'm not like this isn't the way to play it but being able to like get access to the whole steam library is kind of like oh i don't have to rebuy these on the switch like what i was doing when i was playing it so but yeah, and you and I are very, very different people. It's my motivation for buying the Switch, or my motivation, and I sold my Switch already. Like it's yeah. so little, I used it. I was like, okay, well, I might as well just get rid of this. Mm -hmm. My motivation for buying the Switch, my motivation for potentially maybe one day buying a Steam Deck, is the complete opposite. Where it's like I'm leaving, and it's like fuck. Oh. It sure would be nice if I'm not at home and I'd like to play some games. Sure. Because my laptop is not a gaming laptop. It's just it's just a MacBook Pro. Yeah. I mean, I guess I could cloud stream or whatever. But like my gaming PC, that's 
I'm not that's not going on the road anywhere with me. That's not going on holidays. That's not going on a plane. Right. That's uh far less likely to happen, so Yeah. But again, like when I own the Switch, I like when I went to Jamaica, I put it in my backpack and never used it. <laughs> didn't touch it once. Yeah. It, you want to know the ridiculous part is cuz I got stuck in Jamaica for 10 additional days, right? By myself. Yeah. After I caught COVID. Yeah. I had the switch with me and those 10 <laughs> days. Use it. Yeah. I pulled it out the very last day and I think I played it for like 30, 40 minutes and went, eh. Yeah. Wasn't into it. Yeah. The only reason I bought the switch was for like the Nintendo exclusives. And then like shortly after I played them, I was like, I looked into emulation of the switch on pc and was like oh this is actually in a really good place so i just dumped my roms like cartridges onto my pc and was like i'm just gonna play these at 4k 60 frames per second on my pc so it kind of made the switch like i just stopped using it because i was like if i want to play these games i'm just gonna emulate with my cartridge and get breath of the wild at 4k 60 and have almost zero issues so yeah, like why would I play a subpar 1080p on my 4K TV when I can just play it at 4K on my TV with my computer? So, but yeah, no, that makes that makes sense. But that's also like Nintendo's also like really weird with their hardware stuff. Like, I don't know when we'll get a 4K Switch, if at all. <laughs> They're in no but rush. It's no. They're still selling like fucking hotcakes. Everyone is still buying them like to redo any of the hardware. I was frankly pretty shocked when they were like, hey, we're re-releasing the Switch, but with an OLED, like an OLED screen. I was like, yeah. oh, fuck. Didn't see that coming. I thought they were just going to keep going with the Switch and beat that one into the ground for like a good decade before they decided to like, okay, we got to figure what out our next big breakthrough thing is. Yeah, and I think what they'll do is they'll just keep iterating on the switch for a while like i don't see them doing a new console until they get like whatever the new nintendo idea is you mm -hmm. know what i mean right so and, and like they don't need to because it's like and if you look at the market like if you're like a kid and your parents are buying you a video game console it's probably a switch yeah right? probably so yeah. and it's and for good reason like it's easy to use it's a very kid friendly kind of OS and stuff right and like that's what you're buying right so but. yeah Razor's Edge I mean not that exciting at all to me personally I mean I'm sure there's people out there that are excited I'm pretty sure there's some people out there that are going to be excited about whatever the fuck Logitech is that they're calling theirs yeah I'll be curious how it sells. What I'm more curious about, like, like the streaming things, is like that rumored uh, Xbox, like, kind of Chromecast thing. It's, it's been rumored forever, where you basically just plug it into your TV, and it's just like, yeah, connect a Xbox controller via Bluetooth, and you have Game Pass through cloud. I'm more curious about that, because I think that is actually a really cool idea if it works. I mean, they're all cool ideas. The problem is, is like, and again, like I'm not in the majority here. I'm probably in the, in the minority here, but like when I did play Xbox, 
I would say the majority of my Xbox playing time were multiplayer, like first person games, like the Call of Duty and Apex Legends and those kinds of things. And the latency is just, there's just too much fucking latency for you to stream everything over like Chromecast esque device. Yeah, totally. Because it's like the little bit of latency that would be fine for like a third person, like action game is fine but like when you're playing a shooter that like half a second lag is totally gonna fuck you up right so yeah Yeah, it's just it's not made for multiplayer games no no it's definitely not made for those games that like you need like that precision timing kind of thing so totally maybe one day when they get it all sorted but yeah not right now yeah okay can we talk about fucking nvidia I'm launching their graphics card. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about all the Nvidia stuff. Uh, so they fucking because they it was like two forty eighties they launched. Uh, one was like a sixteen gig version, and the other was a twelve, I think. Yeah, twelve gig. And then yeah. they and then they quickly was just like, okay, we're gonna not launch the twelve gig version, but like everyone is like, let's be real. They're just going to sell that as the 4070 with the same price tag. That's what the speculation is. Although I have heard that they will not sell it at the same price tag. I've no, heard that the, mo- <laughs> the moment you drop the moniker of like an 80 down to a 70, like you have to drop the price. You can't, you can't take the 12 gig 48 and be like, okay, we're going to relabel this as the 4070 TI or the 4070 super and sell it for the exact same price. I mean, you say that, but like with their pricing lately, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> F- fair enough. I mean, they've been pretty fucking scummy as of late, but yeah. like I, I heard this, watch this story from uh, Tech Jesus there. Oh, yeah, yeah. And even, I don't know who he, they have like a board, like an insider guy who works like as a board partner. And even oh, he was okay. like saying... Like when they broke this news last or a couple nights ago or whenever they broke the news. Cause I remember watching the video. I just happened to catch it like 20 minutes after it went live and they were like, yeah, we were talking to our board partner and even he thinks that like NVIDIA would be crazy and it would be stupid and they wouldn't actually leave it the same price that it'll get a moniker drop and it'll get a price drop. Yeah. What I don't like understand is why didn't they just call that base version the 4080 and then call the 16 gig the ti like that seems like that would have been the really easy answer and it would have been (laughs) i'm guessing clearly they have something else that they're cooking up to launch later as a 4080 ti version yeah which i i don't know like i i mean looking at the benchmarks from a lot of those cards like these are super impressive cards and like specifically when you look at a bunch of the benchmarks like the lows of like the 4090 are the highs of the 3090 so it's like the performance jump for this generation is kind of insane I mean, but i'm not gonna pay those prices like that seems insane okay so that's that's the thing is like yeah it's a performance jump but like this isn't such a monumental performance jump where I'm like, holy fuck. Like we went, when we went from the 20 series to the 30 series, that was a fucking performance jump where I was like, oh shit, 
Yeah. That's that's fucking that's legit. This yeah, one it's got... it's a it's a jump, yeah. Like every generation is a jump, but I don't think these are as monumental as the twenty to thirty. I think the thirty to forty is a jump, but just not as big. Yeah. And yes, the prices are just they're so fucking egregious and yeah. all of that uh reporting that they're purposely marking them high to try and get people to they're purposely trying to get people to buy their thirty series stock so that yeah. it's gone. Yeah. Which is like extra scummy, like it just like <laughs> yeah, then did you... I don't think I'll I'll upgrade till the five thousand series probably. I'm I'm guessing. Unless like a forty eighty becomes cheap enough that it makes it worth it, but I don't see that happening. Sorry, what was that you were saying? Uh I didn't actually uh watch AMD's like Oh, new... did they launch something? Like their new graphics cards. Oh shit, I didn't even see that. There was uh Yes, AMD's new premiere AMD's brand new premiere live stream is now confirmed. Four new RX uh seven thousand series GPUs. I didn't watch the event, but I like read a bunch of articles about it and like I listen to like Linus Tech Tips' uh WAN show all the time. And I guess they were showing the improvements of their new gen versus their last gen. Okay. And it it was, yeah, it actually was pretty good. Like, like NVIDIA's should be like, oh shit. Okay. Because price to performance, they're fucking smashing it again. And they're like smaller nanometer processes and stuff like that are like super fucking crushing it. And they took a shot at NVIDIA, I guess. I don't know if it was, like, in their presentation or if it was in, like, post-marketing material or what the deal was. Like, I should have noted this down more because I'm probably butchering so much of this information. But Jensen of NVIDIA in the past had said that people shouldn't expect such crazy leaps generation to generation because, effectively, Moore's Law is dead. Right. And then AMD released their shit, like, at the end of their presentation... They're like, Moore's Law isn't dead. Oh, like, shit, That's yeah. how big of a fucking boost their last gen to their new gen was. Oh, okay. Hmm. I'm increasingly more like, as I look at whatever my next iteration of my gaming PC is, which won't be for a while because I, I have some high-end stuff that should last, but like I'm seriously considering, like it's the first time I'm considering going away from like NVIDIA and... <laughs> Which is kind of crazy. Yeah, that's that's fair. The thought has definitely crossed my mind. Yeah. Okay, so what's up with the 40 Ti melting? I didn't hear this until you dropped it in. This is Apparently, straight up like fucking lighting on fire. Just melting. There's reports that like in heavy benchmarking and stuff at NVIDIA's own testing facility, they've had various 4090 ties. I'm going to keep saying tie, just so everyone's aware. It's not TI, it's tie. <laughs> that uh, some of their 4090 ties were actually melting. Honestly, okay, I'm looking at this. Okay, apparently the 4090, it needs like six to 700 watts of power just yeah. itself. That's fucking insane. Yeah. Like, at that point, like, if you have a higher-end CPU and, like, call it a couple of hard drives and, like 
some fans and some LEDs. Like, is a thousand watt power supply even enough? Probably not. It really depends on how intricate your fucking rig is, and if you've got seven million fucking RGB lights in there and stuff, right? Like, yeah. Especially if you're like going with the newer gen, like Intel chips and stuff, like those things. Especially when they boost up, they're power hungry oh, doors. Yeah. yeah. So this just it needs it like it's it's basically using too much power and it's just fucking power and can't heat. handle it. Yeah, as as and as far as the articles that I've read is they're just they're like okay cool so we're not gonna do a forty ninety tie for a while here until they yeah, can no like get this sorted. Yeah. Like at one point, are these cards like with the power that they like? At one point, is like the GPU almost just going to be like? Is there a version where it just replaces the main guts of a computer? I don't think we'll ever get there. Because like I know there's been like rumors about like GPUs like integrating kind of like what the uh, current consoles do, where it's like direct storage. That ties into it. Like at one point, are you hooking up everything to the fucking? <laughs> See, and we like kind of already have that. Like when you have an Nvidia yeah. card, if you meet certain criteria in their set, you can set the resizable bar, which is kind of like a direct link oh, yeah, yeah. with your GPU. And I know AMD does some like stuff with their GPUs and their CPU and stuff, and their their motherboards where like the PCI lanes and all that other stuff are like super close together, so they can kind of. But like it's it is definitely like already happening. Like you look at, and it oh it fucking drives me nuts when I hear people say this. But like Mac, and their custom fucking M1 chips, like they're mm-hmm. putting everything on the same fucking die. So they're as about as close as you can be. So like they can borrow off of each other's resources, which is yeah. super convenient and it's like a great performance boost. But like, fuck me, the amount of people I've heard who are like, oh yeah. I'm going to buy this MacBook and it's got a 256 like solid state in it. Well, not solid state, like whatever the fuck they're using, right? NVMe or whatever, M2, blah, blah, blah. But they're like, oh yeah, M- Apple's M1 and stuff like that. Like they're conflating the 256 hard drive with available RAM. So they're like, oh, it's got oh. 256 gigs of RAM. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. And they're like, no. Yeah, it's got that special thing now where it can use the storage as the RAM. So like, I've got two, and I literally, and I fucking kid you not, I was infuriated, but one day when I was in Best Buy and I needed to buy, I don't know, it was an accessory for something, and I just happened to be, like, strolling through the Apple section of our local Best Buy, and they always have the one fucking Apple rep in that Best Buy store, and he was, he's like, oh, are you looking at the new Macs? And I'm like, ah, no, I got a MacBook Pro. I'm like, but these ones are nice, and the M1s are cool, and he's like, yeah, and you, he's like, you can't beat the amount of RAM, and I'm like, well, you can. I'm like, I got 32 gigs of RAM in my in my laptop right right now, and he's like, yeah, but these new MacBooks, they're 256 gigs of RAM, and I'm like, no, they're not. And yeah. he's like, yes, they are. And we had this huge fucking fight where he was trying to tell me that the storage is the same as RAM, that they're interchangeable in the new M1 Max, and I was like, look, man, like I went to school for fucking computer and electronics engineering. Like I'm telling you, you're wrong. It's like this is what I do. And he's like, no, you're wrong. This is what the engineers told us when they came in and they were telling us how to talk about the new Macs. And I'm like, he either mistold you information or you misheard it and are presenting it wrong. We had this huge fucking fight. It went on for like 20 minutes. 
to the point where like I was taking the MacBooks and I was opening up like Safari and Googling like what I was talking about and showing him. And he's like one of those people that like can't be wrong. So he's oh. like looking at it and he's like, oh, well that website's obviously wrong. Like they're misquoting it. And I'm like, okay, cool. What about this one? And he's like, yeah, they're reporting it wrong too. And I'm just like scrolling through and I'm like, okay, so you're going to tell me that these like hundreds of like top tier sites, like we're talking wired, the verge, like, like yeah. people like this is their whole fucking job is reporting on technology. And you're going to tell me all of these guys got it wrong, but you sitting in a best buy on your fucking $17 an hour fucking wage with no education heard from an alleged Apple representative that this is how it fucking works and everyone else in the world is wrong. Yeah. And we fucking fought. (laughs) That's amazing. And then I went in the next day and like, I'm guessing he either pretended like he didn't remember who I was or maybe he just completely fucking didn't because he was embarrassed. I don't know. But I was looking for uh thumb drive oh sure like a high capacity like a 512 gig thumb drive and i'm like oh yeah i'm looking for one of these and he's like oh yeah you should definitely go and buy like one of the uh external ssds and i was like well i just need the the size and he's like yeah but those other ones they'll last you way longer than a thumb drive and i'm like well not necessarily and he's like yeah they will and i'm like well they're both flash memory and he's like no the other ones are way faster and they're different i'm like no they're just different form factors they're both flash memory like they're one's not going to corrupt sooner than the other. Like maybe there's not enough heat dissipation in a thumb drive. Maybe that's your fucking weak point because a external SSD, you got more space. I'm like, yeah. but as far as like the memory itself corrupting and stuff like that, I'm like, they're both flash memory. Like it's going to do the same thing, which is exactly what I needed to do. And he sat there and tried to argue with me for like, again, for like another 10 minutes, how an external solid state and a thumb drive are completely different things they use completely different memory types like they were not related or similar in any way shape or form and i was like you need to find a different job this is going to be your life every time you go into best buy now isn't it you're just going to go to the same salesman and just hear what bullshit he's spewing and then argue with him for 20 minutes before you leave like this is your life now right i stopped i stopped arguing with him but since i've had these two very heated conversations with him I've been in there since and I've seen him talking to people trying to like sell them MacBooks and stuff. And oh, sure. I, I'll see him like walk away to like do something or talk to someone else. And I'm not going to lie. I've gone up to those people he was talking to and I was like, Hey, yes. what are you trying to buy? What are you looking for? Because this guy doesn't actually know what he's talking about. And there was everything about this. There was one specific couple who fucking, they have Android phones and they've just wanted something to like, take on the fucking road with them and just be able to like open up YouTube and Safari, nothing else. They didn't want anything else and they didn't want to spend a lot of money. Like the cheaper, the better. And I was like, why a fucking Chromebook? Like it's an Android based laptop. They're dirt fucking cheap. It'll give you internet. It'll give you YouTube. Like as long as you're not doing anything beyond that, like that's more than what you need. And then that guy came back over and they're like, yeah, I think we're going to go look at the Chromebooks. And he's like, oh, you don't want those. Those are pieces of junk and you need this, this, and this. And I just looked at him and I'm like, save yourself two grand right now. Just go get yourself a fucking Chromebook. And they're like, okay, thank you. And he just fucking gave me the dirtiest look. (laughs) So I make it a point of going out of my way when I'm in Best Buy to try and go talk to people that he's talking to because he doesn't know what he's talking about. And it's fine if you're young and you're like, 
up to date on things, yeah. then you might know enough or at least have enough confidence to maybe challenge him on some of the fucking things that he's saying. But if you're totally. in, if you're like 40 or 50 and you're in there, right. And you're not up to date on like if my parents went in there, right. They totally. And they just get fucking yeah. greased for a commission, right. Totally. Yeah, exactly. And like my parents recently, well, not recently, probably about a year ago now, they bought an M one MacBook air. And yep. that was based on my recommendation. They're already in the Apple ecosystem. They have an iMac. Yep. But when they went into Best Buy, that guy tried to sell them on a fucking 16 inch MacBook Pro with oh. like all the bells and whistles. And I was just like, you don't need any of that stuff. No. Nope. None of it. But that's what, that's what they fucking do. Yep. Yeah. This totally reminds me of when I worked part time at Best Buy in university and I would get in shit from the sales managers because I very much didn't care and would actually like find stuff that was like four people where it was just like you don't need any of this extra stuff mm -hmm. just buy this and then the sales managers would be like why are you down selling and it's like well because this is a 50 year old couple that just needs this thing for their garage <laughs> like they don't need to spend a thousand dollars and then they would get mad at me and i was like i don't care i work part-time in university fucking fire me and see that's the fucking thing that drives me like the most nuts about it, like if future shop still existed yeah. and these people are trying to upsell. Okay. I can understand that to an extent because all the salespeople work off of their wage and commission. Yeah. But Best Buy's claim to fame is there's no commission. Therefore it's no pressure, zero hassle buying. We don't take a commission on anything. We just want you to yeah. get what you fucking need. So that's like, not really true. <laughs> no, they don't get, they do get commission. The sales managers do. Yeah, well, I don't give a fuck about a sales manager. I'm talking if I'm an employee. Like, I'm yeah, not going to no, be sitting an here. employee doesn't. <clears throat> yeah, so I'm not going to be sitting here trying to, like, bust my fucking hump and upsell every person that comes in so that my sales manager can make more fucking money. That's exactly what happens. Is like they fucking... It's like a weird fucking retail cult. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. I, anyway. I mean, I, I can't shit on, like, our local Best Buy too much because I know the sales manager and I get deals from him, but... <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's fucking weird. Don't listen to the Best Buy people. Do your own research. Well, some of them are good, but, I mean, you got to take yeah, into... Totally. You, you got to remember that the vast majority of the people that work at Best Buy are like, oh, I need a job. Oh, Best yeah, Buy's totally. hiring. I'll go do it. But these aren't people that like live and breathe fucking technology. No. Like, man, I was in there one day and I was like, like looking at TVs and I was like, yeah, I'm looking at these fucking, I think it was like the LG, the C9 or whatever, like the highest ranked fucking OL, OLED TV on the fucking market. Yeah. And they're like, oh no, you don't want that one. You want this one. And I was like, what? And I can't yeah. remember what fucking brand it was, but like, it wasn't, it wasn't even the, like the top three. Like it wasn't a Sony it wasn't an LG and it wasn't a Samsung. And he's like, this, this is the best TV on the market right now. And I'm like, what are you talking about? This is like, like one of the, you couldn't get more further away from the best TV on the market right now. This is the not LG it. The C series is the number one TV on the market. I, <laughs> like that is indisputable. <laughs> I was just, I was fucking floored. And just like, even a couple months ago when we were like moving into or back into this place here, I needed TV mounts. And oh, I was yeah. like, okay, I needed to build a support like a 60, 65 inch TV. And 
I don't need anything special. I just want it to be able to like tilt up and down and kind of move out and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, this looks like the one. And then the guy's like, oh, no, no, no. You don't want that one. You want this one. I'm like, but that one doesn't tilt. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, no, actually, this is the one you want. And I'm like, okay, I told you it needs to extend from the wall like 16 inches. This one only extends from the wall four inches. Oh, oh, yeah, shit. Okay. Okay. No way. I was wrong. It's this one. And he literally like tried to convince me to buy every other fucking wall mount other than the one that I was going to buy. Yep. And I'm like, yep. if, if you don't know, that's fine, man. That's yeah. fine that you don't know. But don't yeah, pretend exactly. that you know. Totally. I've gotten to the point now where like all of my like close friends and family, like I just tell them, I'm like, before you buy any piece of technology, just like come talk to me. Like, don't walk into a store because, like, I had I had a friend uh, when they moved a few years ago, just, like, just went in and bought, like, a, a massive TV. And I was like, man, you should have come talk to me because, like, you got fleeced into, uh, like, kind of garbage TV that, like, you don't know any better. I could have got you something for way better. But some people just walk in and, like, are just like, yeah, give me this and then get the latest deal. And it's like, I just tell everyone, I'm like, just come talk to me. Yeah, I mean, I guess for some people that's fine, but it's, I don't even tell people that anymore. Like, I just, people just fucking message me, especially, especially family. I just, the in-laws just the other day, hey, we need a new sound bar. Okay, cool. Give me, like, what do you need it to do? This, this, and this. Yep. Okay. Give me 15 minutes and I'll let you know. Yep. That's, that's what I do now is I'm just like, let me know before you buy stuff and then give me like 30 minutes to an hour to like find you something. So it's like... <laughs> Mm -hmm. Especially if it's TV related, it's just like I can f let me know how big you want it and what your budget is, and I'll find you the best thing you can get. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah, no, exactly. So, yeah, that's I, but it's, especially when I'm buying something for myself, I put a lot of fucking time into something before I'll purchase it for myself. Yeah, like I'm a the same. lot of fucking time. I'm the same, yeah. Although it's like. I will say there is uh, some really good subreddits for a lot of this stuff. Like when I was rebuilding like my whole home theater during COVID and I was like, okay, I want like actual like good speakers and a receiver and like a good TV. Like there's some really good buying guides where they basically just go scroll down to your size. Here's the low, the mid range and the high end options. Pick one of those based on your price and size, and it's like a pretty good resource for a lot of that stuff. So yeah, well, like I mean, that I'll be looking at that stuff too when I'm trying to figure out what I'm gonna buy. But like I'm combing every fucking subreddit, every Google review, every fucking tech review. I'm like hours and hours of research, pros, cons, what is happening here. This is a bad thing. This is something most people don't think about. A long fucking time before right now I think now that I'm working out of the shop I have to have my own tools so oh, I don't yep. have a fucking truck anymore right yep I have a soldering iron that on a recommendation of a friend I bought and it's a like a rechargeable soldering iron oh yep I fucking hate it yep I, I think it's fine for some things but it's battery operated so it doesn't have that much wattage so it doesn't get as hot so certain fucking soldering it just doesn't do so I'm like, okay, I'm going to get a real soldering iron, but it needs to be portable. I've spent probably like seven or eight hours going through all the different like battery operated, butane operated soldering irons. And I still haven't fucking picked one. 
Oh yeah, no, me and you are built the same that way. Like, okay, so this leads into why I put home automation into what I want to talk about. So like, I, I recently bought a house and I'm like in the process of like getting all that finalized, which led me down this like massive research rabbit hole of like, okay, what's all the ubiquity stuff I need? What's all the home automation stuff I need? And I'm just like meticulously researching this at night for like six hours every night. <laughs> it's insane. I went down that rabbit hole as well when I was buying all my smart home shit. Yeah, which also leads me to the question, like, how deep down the smart home rabbit hole am I going to go? Like, you know me pretty well. Like, there's no way I'm not going to take this to an 11 out of 10, right? Like, I should just accept that. Yeah, it's kind of kind of is what it is, yeah? Yeah, like, I'm just going to end up going crazy, but... but you had but that yeah. on here, so what do you... What did, what did you want to... What have you picked out so far? Okay, so like, well, hold on. Let's let's go first. First question: Are you going Z-Wave, Zigbee, or are you fucking holding off for some more matter? I think I'm gonna go Z-Wave for everything. That seems like the easiest way. It's like its own little mesh network. You can get the Z-Wave Zigbee stick. So if you do want to add like a Zigbee thing down the line, you have that option. But it seems like from what I've seen, Z-Wave is like it's its own little mesh network. And you can just, like, I'm going to basically get, like, a Raspberry Pi and just plug the stick into that and call that the Home Automation Hub. Just so that it's own kind of thing, I think, is what I'm going to do. So which uh, which Home Automation Hub are you going to use? I have no idea. <laughs> I haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> well, this is a pretty fucking simple one. Go with Home yeah. Assistant. Oh, well, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. That That was the plan. Sorry, I thought you meant by hub for a second. I was like, wait, do I need like an additional like hub box? I, I No, but I mean, you can buy like a Hubitat makes their own. Oh, no, operating I'm essentially just going to kind of thing. And I'm just going to get like a Raspberry Pi and then install Home Assistant on it. So that's what I and did. I think to start with, I'm going to start small. And then once I'm like moved in, then I'm going to go fucking crazy. Like, I think I'm just going to start with some door locks. Because I need to re replace the locks anyway, being it's a new house. So, and then I think after that, my plan is to do like lights and motion sensors on like all the doors and windows. So like I never have to turn a switch. And then like thermostat stuff, sub pump, all of that. So. Yeah, I, uh, I have a like, bunch of fucking hue stuff, which all like integrates just lovely into fucking home assistant. Don't get me wrong. But, uh, Phillips is pricey though. Yes, it is. And I recently learned of, Oh, did, is it the same thing that I recently learned that the Ikea, uh, led bulbs are actually quietly really good. Uh, no, I did know that, but I like the color changing stuff. Yeah. They, uh, some of the Ikea ones have that. Oh, do they? I, the last yeah. time I fucking looked, it was, like, all about Ikea's just, like, normal LED bulbs that you could connect. But then I, I think they have some color ones, because I was, I was looking, I think it was the home automation subreddit. Someone was like, yeah, actually, like, it turns out a bunch of Ikea's smart home stuff is, like, quietly pretty decent for the praise. So. But. I recently learned of Baz. Baz? Yes. One of the guys I work with. Um, similar situation to fucking mine. Like I have a living room 
and it's, it's like angled ceiling. It's like this, like inside. Yeah. And <clears throat> he has something similar in his place that they fucking bought. So it doesn't have um lights. Oh, yep. So he wants lights in the ceiling, but he didn't want to pay an electrician to run the cable and like all that other stuff. So he came across fucking Baz and Baz will sell you kits of like lights that you don't need to like run electrical boxes to and stuff. You can just fucking basically drill a hole for the light size and put it through. And then like, it kind of like folds out and becomes like a pot light in the ceiling. So how is it powered? Um, you can power them a couple different ways. There's like battery stuff where you can just run like a series of cables, like like a DC thing and they all kind of like interconnect. So you just have to go uh, into your ceiling and click, 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 and then run one fucking cable thing somewhere. Oh, sure. And they're all smart, fucking controllable and all that other stuff. And they're fucking cheap. Hmm. And then they do everything. Like they also have like bulbs and they also have led strips and all that other stuff. And they're cheap. Hmm. I might have to look into that. So I'm looking yeah. into some of those to like expand. Yeah, I love Phillips Hue, but yeah, fuck, they are expensive. Yeah, I looked at some of the prices, and it's just like that. I'm not paying that. Like, no. What I really want is a bunch of smart light switches. Where you gotta, like pull your old light switch out, put the new one in, and then you can ba like actually turn the light on or off, and not just the bulb on or off. Yeah, that's what I. Uh... I think when I texted you that picture of like my shopping cart that was like two grand, it was like a bunch of lights, which is like that. Yeah, so. <laughs> that that stuff adds up fucking real quick. Yeah, so like I, I think to start with, like I was like about ready to buy it all, and then I was like, you know what, I'm gonna scale this back at the start, and then like once I move in, then I'll like start to maybe like do room by room or something like that, or or whatnot. So. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I also have to figure out all the ubiquity shit I need. Because I've been trying to figure out what, A, what, like, fucking router to go with. Because I was originally like, oh, I'll just get the Pro. Like, that just seems like the answer to my problems. But then the more I looked into it, the more I was like, okay, this is going to be, like, a thousand bucks with all the other stuff I need to it. And I think I can make just the regular dream machine work. You could. It depends on what your fucking overall functionality that you want is. Yeah. Which See, is like, like... In my situation, I went with the Dream Machine Pro because I knew that I was going to be putting up cameras and I didn't want to use... Like, it's way cheaper to go with, like, Google or Amazon or Wise cameras and you can, without paying a cent, you can look at them, but if you want any of the recording, you have to fucking pay a subscription. Yeah, and I didn't want to do I, that. I do plan to do ubiquity cameras, which is why I was like, okay, I should just get the the pro. But then I realized I was like, okay, you can do the cameras with the regular dream machine. If you buy their little security box that comes with a built in hard drive. And all you do is plug that into like one of your ubiquity switches and boom, POE your cameras out of the switch and you're good to go. And I was like, huh, I only am probably going to do like two cameras and maybe their doorbell. Maybe that's my answer. What is it? The cloud key? Yeah. Because I did some research because I was like, hmm, 
and then I came across some Ubiquity forms, and some people were like, can I just plug this cloud key into a Ubiquity switch off of the Dream Machine, and will it work? And people were like, yeah, totally. So... Maybe that's my answer. Can you? I didn't think the fucking. I didn't think you could record onto the uh, cloud keys. Uh, so there is. Um, just pull it up. Huh? Yeah, the cloud key gen two plus has a built-in one terabyte drive. And it's 250 bucks, and you just plug it into a switch. Hmm. So it's like, I, I don't know, but then at the same time, like, I'm trying to, like, I'm, like, adding up all these costs, and I'm like, do I just go with a pro? But then I was yes. like, okay, then you need a PoE switch, because the regular pro doesn't come with PoE integrated. And then so I was like, okay, do I get the pro limited edition that has PoE built into it? But that's like seven hundred bucks. I'm like trying to like figure out like is the total cost of okay. regular dream plus a key gen. Okay. Yeah, take a pause here. This cloud gen fucking two. Yeah. You can power it your normal or you can power it off of PoE. Oh. It only has one fucking network port in the back, and that's either to connect it to your switch and power it and connect it with one Ethernet cable. But that's it. There's only yeah. one. So you're not plugging any cameras into this. So no, if you, you buy plug the, the cameras into just a regular switch and then your ubiquity network. No, you would basic. need a you would need a PoE switch. Yeah. So it's like hold hear me out here. So with this cloud key gen two, you're gonna need a router still. Yeah. So you take the two the two hundred and fifty bucks for the cloud key, and then you have to buy a router. So let's say you go with the cheapest one, the Dream router, which isn't even out yet. That's another two hundred and fifty five. So you're at six hundred dollars right there for the router uh, and the cloud key, which is already a hundred dollars more than the Dream Machine Pro. I I think you just answered basically what I was going to end up doing is probably just end up with the Dream Machine Pro. Either which way you <laughs> slice it, like take the cloud key and the Dream router out of the equation you're going to want and you're going to need, especially for cameras, a POE network switch. So that yep. you have to buy regardless. So yeah, the fucking the part that goes with it is you either spend 500 bucks on a Dream Machine Pro or you spend $600 on a cloud key and a Dream Router. Yeah, and honestly, I just needed you to tell me to buy a Pro. That was really the whole point of this. Well, I mean, really, you should probably <laughs> just buy the special edition. That's what I'm going to because it's got built-in PoE. So that way you don't have to buy a PoE switch and I won't ever need... Like, it comes with, I think, six PoE built-in, which is, I think, all I would need. So. Because it's not a big house that I'm moving into, so. Yeah, then that would probably... You only get eight fucking ports, though. Which is, to me, is fine. Is because it? Is it? So, okay, so two two for cameras. One to go into uh, like a hub where my TV and home theater is going to be. Maybe one to do an access point upstairs. And maybe, so that leaves what? Four open? 
that you could expand with a switch if I needed to down the road? Or am I just underestimating how crazy I'm going to go with everything? Uh, it depends. See, I want and try to get everything important and critical in my house that I can connected via fucking Ethernet. Yep. So in my house is- right now, I've got two cameras. Yep. And I'm going to get a third one as a, as a baby monitor. Oh, yep. When that inevitably happens, that occupies three. I've got three access points, so that occupies six. But then right. both my shields are oh, yep. direct Ethernet. That occupies another two. My PC and my Xbox are both on their own Ethernet. That occupies another two. My home assistant is on its own Ethernet, so that's another one. My main server is on an Ethernet, so that's another one. My Octo pie for um for my octoprint that's on its own ethernet i also have right. the pie hole which is also sitting there connected via ethernet and then i still have three servers that i haven't put in my rack all three of which are going to be connected via ethernet like i'm sitting at over 12 at this point yeah and but I, i'm still fine cause i've got a 24 port fucking switch so i still have 12 other ports if i want to fucking add more and in yeah. your case if like i'm i'm assuming your house is probably not brand brand new it's a little bit older if it doesn't have which it probably does because even older houses have phone line ran so the phone yep. line is usually just cat 5e but they only use the blue pairs yep. so you could repurpose it you could repurpose it and actually hook up the rest of the wires and you could have ethernet ran throughout your house and if you didn't want to go that route if you're not going to spend money on like char telus cable you can get those adapters now that allow you to do ethernet over coax in which case you could have ethernet to any single room in your house that has coax cable but again you're going to want all of those on their own fucking line so I was looking at both those options and then I was there looking at it um, and I found a great discovery is this place has a central vacuum system that doesn't work, but every room has like the vacuum, like tubes already wired into each room. Yep. And guess where all those tubes lead to right where I'm going to put all my networking stuff. So I can like just direct wire everything through those tubes. With Ethernet. Yeah. I just got to buy the Ethernet cables for it, and then it's like legit direct connections to all of my routing stuff. Okay. So, so with all of these direct connections, do you really think eight's going to fucking be enough? To start with, but as long as I leave one port free, that gives me like the option to expand with like a fucking 24-port switch. So... I think for now it'll be enough, but I very I could envision two months down the line being like, "Yo, I got a switch." <laughs> okay, fair enough. So, I mean, yeah, as long as, well, you don't even need to have an open port. It has a port right on the front. No, does it? Oh no, hold on, and let, that's if you're gonna go SFP. Like it has it has eight RJ45 ports, yeah. and then it's got the one input port i oh. guess for your fucking router to plug it or your router to plug into that and then it's got two sfp sffp plus ports i think that's what they're called i'm probably butchering that 
but it's got those. And then if you buy one of those cables, I think they're 20 bucks. You mm. just go fucking from the dream machine up. Yeah. See the dream machine special edition did not exist when I bought mine. There was oh. only the dream machine pro, which is so you had to buy a switch for POE. Yeah. But I'm glad I did, because if I went and took a picture of my fucking network switch right now, I've definitely got, like, 10 to 12 ports in use right now. Yeah, and I'm just, like, looking at some of these. Like, these switches aren't are not fucking cheap either. Like, the cheapest one that has... Oh, well, I mean, they have a, a 24 switch that's only 300 bucks, but it's sold out. But Yeah, but just because it's sold out on uh, Ubiquity site doesn't mean it's... Oh, sold out everywhere else. Yeah, totally. yeah, like when I went to buy my stuff, every, everything was sold out on Ubiquity. Memory Express had all of it. And yeah, Memory Express price matches, so their shit sometimes list, is listed higher. I just went in, and I was like, hey, I want this discount. And they're like, and I can't remember what it was. It was a hefty discount, though. And they were like, it was like three or $400 down from what they had listed. Oh. And they're like, Oh, that's a lot. Like, where the fuck are you pulling this from? Like, if it's some weird eBay thing, like, that doesn't count. And I'm like, no, it's right off Ubiquity site. <laughs> they're like, there's no fucking way. So then they brought up Ubiquity site, and they're like, Jesus Christ, like, what are these guys doing? And I was like, I don't know. And they're like, okay, well, I guess we're giving it to you for that price. And I was like, yeah, I guess you are. That's why I've been looking on the Ubiquity site, because, like, I, I was looking at some other retailers, and I was like, this shit is, like, way more expensive than what I remember. And then I was like, I wonder what Ubiquity Canada has. And I was like, wow, these are substantially different prices. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Yeah, I just needed you to tell me to buy a pro. I already knew that answer, but I just needed confirmation. <laughs> yeah, just buy a pro, man. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to do. 20, 21 bucks for a fucking SFP plus cable. Yeah. One of those in a switch and you're good to go. So, But yeah. This is all the fun stuff I've been looking into. It's been like just like the amount of research I'm spending time on is just like because I'm the same as you where I'm just like I need to spend hours researching all of this Z-Wave stuff. <laughs> so... Yeah, it gets expensive. It gets expensive fast. It did yes. not take very long for us to be very, very high in the uh, in the price range. Where I was like, okay, I'm gonna have to just wait a little bit before I do some of these like motion sensor actual light switches and like the next thing that I'm dying to get my hands on is I want to order one of those uh, they're like smart plugs like for your AC outlet. So I want to plug one of those in and then plug my washing machine into it. And then oh, you yep. can set it. Like you can see like when the washing machine comes on, you can see the power go up. And then when it turns off, you can see the power go down. So you can set a range. Once the wattage exceeds this much, send it. Like don't do anything. But after it drops back down, like on the decline, send a notification. So you can set up smart notifications where your like phone dings. And it's like, hey, your, your yep. load's done. Put it in the dryer. Yeah. That's what I've learned, like, because I've been on the home automation subreddit a ton, is, like, you can all you, you can almost make any dumb device smart if you really want to. Like, I saw some other people, because um, I was looking at that, because I have a wash, the washer, and, like, all the appliances are super old, and I saw some people even do vibration sensors, like, on their mm -hmm. washer and dryer, so, like, when it stops vibrating, like, it's done, so it's, like, 
people are doing like like they're super easy solutions for a lot of that stuff that's kind of crazy yeah if you really want to go down a fucking rabbit hole google um esp home okay because those are like you set a custom build essentially any kind of like sensor that you fucking want and they're all based on like easy to get fucking mass built electronics parts you just have oh, to sure. write a little bit of code but they all integrate with home assistant and stuff but they're super cheap like everything is built off of like the esp platform right i saw something uh, really cool that a lot of people were doing and it was uh so people are trying to like set like basically they were trying to figure out a way so that when they went to bed or something or like their wife went to bed that it would just home assistant would automatically know and just do some magic stuff and they were trying to figure out a way to like do it and they found it's basically like i can't remember what it's called but it uses a bunch of logic commands where it says okay if it's past 9 30 if you're in your bedroom if your phone is set to this and if this light is off and it it runs based on like it'll say like okay given these eight things it's a 90 percent chance that you're in bed so then it'll trigger the automation based on that and i was mm -hmm. like that's so cool how they're doing that is like it's basically a bunch of logic commands that are like it's very likely you're here so we're going to trigger the automation and i was like that's cool as fuck yeah all that automation stuff is super fucking i have to get better at writing yaml oh yeah Home Assistant's nice. It gives you a visual. And, like, with their recent updates, they've, like, overhauled a lot of their, like, graphical setup and stuff, which has made things a lot easier. But, like, if you still want, like, the fine-tuning and the more accurate, you got to fucking do it, like, write the actual code in YAML. YAML's not that difficult to learn. It's just got some weird... I don't know what the fucking word I'm looking for. Like, how you... Syntax, that's it. It's just got um, some... Especially, like coming from like Python or C++ or C Sharp and those types of programming languages, it's like the syntax is like everything's double spaced. Like you indent everything and it's, I've been uh, not doing super hot with it, but right. like all the, the fucking automation stuff is like, I recently redid our control panel because okay, I, yep. I bought fire tablets. Sure. Yep. And then there's a app you can put on them called kiosk. Oh, yep. And it basically, like, it takes over and you give it a, a web page to stay on. So I, like, directly link it on my home network to my home assistant uh, page. Yep. So it only displays that. And then do all my lights and my alarm panel. And because, like, I have, like, my own alarm enter the code. If you don't disarm it, all my Sono speakers turn the volume to max and play a fucking siren and shit like that. Yep. And then we got little automations where it's like... Like, my favorite one is, like, okay, it's bedtime, so I fucking... I have one panel down by the front door, and then I have one panel in the hallway near the master bedroom. And yep. I tap bedtime, and it turns off all the fucking lights in the house, locks all the fucking doors, does a scan to make sure that all of the things that I have window door sensors on, like all my windows and all my doors, make sure that they're all closed, turns off the fucking master bedroom lights, but turns on our little desk lights and puts them oh, to, yeah. like, a warm fucking hue. 
So it just like oh, shuts yeah. down the whole house and gets the fucking bedroom ready for us to just lay in bed for a little bit before we go to sleep. Fucking yep. love it. Yep. I I I'm so eager to get into a bunch of those where it's like I've seen a lot of cool ones of like when you come home, like stuff can automatically trigger and stuff, and it's just like oh there's there's so many cool things you can do with it. Oh yeah, and then you can integrate NFC tags and everything. Like I've oh, I went down that rabbit hole and I was like I am absolutely gonna do that. Yeah. I saw I like saw I, one dude video where he three D printed like little squares with uh they look like basically like mini movies, but they were tiny little squares. And he had a card reader up near his fucking TV, but low. So if his kids wanted to watch a movie, they just walk up and they like pick up all these little plastic cards and they're like, oh, Frozen. So they pick Frozen and then they tap it and it turns on the speakers, puts the volume right, turns on the TV, opens Plex, loads up Frozen and then starts it. Yep. Like, Fuck, that's so cool. Yep. Yep. And a lot of that stuff is super, like, I don't think it's terribly complicated with NFC tags. So, like, yeah, I I saw a bunch of the NFC stuff and was like, that's cool as fuck. I'm totally going to do that. And NFC tags are dirt cheap. So it's a really, you can buy like a roll of like fucking 30 for like $20 on Amazon. And it's like, yeah, some of that stuff is cool. Yeah. I saw one where uh, a guy had one in his vehicle where when he pulled into his driveway, he's hit it with his phone and like the garage door would open and then his door would unlock and like it triggered all the stuff inside. And I was just like, there's so many cool things you can do with that. The other thing I want to buy is I think it's sawn off. Can't remember for sure. There's a company out there. I'd have to look It's bookmarked somewhere. I don't know if it's on my phone or my computer, but they're like little, I don't know. I'm going to say like five by six or something like that. They're like little picture frames but they're oh, e-ink yeah. displays. Oh yeah, I've seen And the those. frame, you put the batteries into the frame and then you hang it on the wall and then it connects to Home Assistant. You can put whatever you want on there. So like that guy had like emergency contact information on one and then he had another one that he would put like a QR code so if people were coming over, they could fucking just quickly scan it to get on like his guest network and... Yep. Yeah, I've seen so many cool things with home automation. It's like, this crazy like new rabbit hole that I'm going to go down and probably spend way too much money and time on. <laughs> it is a time suck. That is for sure. But yeah. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> yeah. We could sit here and talk about this for fucking hours. That is true. I'm sure we'll talk about it more when I start fucking with it, but okay, well let's switch gears a little here. Fucking what are you, uh, what are you thinking of She-Hulk? I I have not seen the very last episode that's come out. I'm up to like oh, first shit. eight. Okay. Up to where she has her banquet dinner and then smashes the walls because someone put uh, a video up okay. of her. I was hoping you watched the last episode. Like no, the I didn't get to um, it yet. But like on the whole, like I think that show's getting shit on a little too much because I think that's a perfectly fine show. I don't think right? it's great, but I don't think it's fucking getting the fucking hate train it's getting online. I don't get it. I've I've actually quite enjoyed it. I find yeah, it fun. Like, I I like it's a good integration. Like I like the the soundtracks always seem to be catchy. I kind of like her like fourth wall breaks. I mean, yeah, there's some things about like what they did with She-Hulk where I'm like, "Oh, fuck, Jesus Christ. Come on." Totally. But and I mean, aside like, from that, like it's it's been a good show. And that episode where they had Daredevil, that was really good. Yeah, I actually really like how they did the Daredevil stuff. And with that, and 
Yeah, I actually, I was totally on board with that. I know a lot of people were pissed because they fucked, but I was like, that. I think that's fine. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> I, I think that was. I think that's a great thing. And yeah, and in the final episode, um, I will say the fourth wall breaks are actually like they kind of ramp it up, and it's kind of fucking amazing how they do it. Yeah. They kind of fucking play on themselves, it, like in a way that I was like, "That's actually a really cool way of doing that." Um, I I will say all of the regular Hulk stuff I think has been fucking god awful though. All of the what? All of the stuff with regular Hulk I think has just been fucking terrible. And there's some stuff where he comes in in the last episode, and I'm like, I. I understand why the Hulk is in She-Hulk, but I actually wish he wasn't in any part of this. Really? Because, <laughs> like, I think, like, the first episode, I don't think he was in the second episode, was he? He was in the first two, and then he has, like, a brief cameo where she calls him in, like, episode three or four, and he's in space. Right. But, like, I, I didn't like anything about him in the first two episodes, and, Yeah. But. Didn't, I didn't mind it. I my only gripe was like, oh, instantly like she becomes a Hulk and he's trying to help her, but like instantly with like zero training or whatever, she can control it. She can be herself well in Hulk form, which is something that took him a long time to fucking figure out. And she can heal faster, and she is stronger, and she can move quicker, and all of that other stuff. I was like, ah. Eh. Yeah, I I didn't like that either because like they slowly kind of, like this happened in the movies, but they slowly kind of made Hulk a bit of a bitch, and then like they seemed to just like completely do that in She Hulk, where it was just like okay, they took one of their strongest characters and kind of nerfed it to a point that didn't make sense. But yeah, but aside from that, I've actually like I've been quite enjoying the show. Yeah, and totally. it's and it's been good little cameos like Wong yeah. coming in and. I mean, yeah. the abomination in there and the daredevil yeah. one. Like I thought that was a fantastic episode. Like I really enjoyed yeah. that. I, I love the daredevil episode. Like how they, how they play it on like her finding out that Matt was daredevil. Like I, I thought it was all mm-hmm. like super, super well done. So yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think that's a fine show and I, yeah, I think did, it's good. Did you hear the that H- Disney's first fucking like mature rated show is coming to Disney Plus soon. Oh, what's that? Uh Marvel Zombies. Oh. Interesting. The downside and the kicker is it is a animated one? Oh. I heard uh Werewolf by Night is actually pretty up there with the graphic stuff. I don't know what it's rated though. I thought it was I thought I read that it was close, but not rated MA, whereas no, the Marvel it's... Zombies is rated MA. Okay. I Do you ever think they're going to open the floodgate for a bunch of people to do M-rated Marvel stuff? I mean, like... uh, Not a bunch, but I think there will be some. Like, obviously, we're getting a Deadpool 3, and that's going to have... you got to hope it's it's going to keep the same. There's There's no fucking way that they make a Deadpool movie that's like PG. They just you can't do it. I don't yeah, I don't think so. Like the the amount of backlash that's going to come down on fucking Disney if they do that. And let's be honest, like this whatever phase we're in right now is already on some like pseudo shaky ground here. Totally. Like it has not been 
very well received by the fandom. Yep. So if you take a beloved fucking like a beloved fucking Marvel character and just kind of for like, yeah, and then just, just neuter him, yeah, totally. Yeah. And uh, you got to think like Reynolds and team wouldn't sign up if they weren't able to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Like you got it because like that's kind of his baby character, right? Like he he loves that character and those movies, so you got to think like. If Kevin Feige Marvel was like, you got to make it PG thirteen, they'd be like, well, we're not gonna do it then. Yeah, I can't see. I can't see Ryan Reynolds volunteering to do a third one, knowing that it's gonna come out as a PG movie. I think he'd be like, okay, well, we had a good run, but that's just gonna be the end of Deadpool. Yep, I actually heard. Um, I think it was when when they first uh, announced that like they are gonna do like a Deadpool, like way back in the day. Someone had like a really cool like had a theory they were like keep the like deadpool stuff like r-rated and then if he's ever in like an avengers movie like bleep him out but then have him break the fourth wall and make fun of it like there's mm-hmm. ways you can integrate that character yeah. in and still have that character do that stuff right so it's like yeah exactly because yeah. like most times in like the bigger marvel movies like they're not full like they're kind of like cameo-esque right yeah totally so. Not 90 minutes of just Deadpool. So, like, if they did a Marvel, like, another Avengers movie or something, and Deadpool showed up and he was getting censored and stuff, like, I that would be fine by me. But if you're yeah. going to make a standalone Deadpool movie and then try to keep it at, like, a PG, PG-13, like, no. Yep. So, speaking of stuff we watched, have you watched all of that Dahmer show? No, we're halfway through. Okay, I haven't finished it yet either. I'm on, like, episode eight. What do you think of that so far? I like it. But I, yeah, it's I, not bad. I like it. Evan Peters as an actor, and I like Ryan Murphy because I'm a big American Horror Story fan. Not yeah. so much American Horror Stories. I don't know how that fucking series manages to always start off so strong and then by the third episode just nosedive after nosedive after nosedive like they just get just stop yep totally don't do any more stories and just give me main american horror story yep totally totally but yeah i so like i like it and i think he does a really good job he's creepy as fuck yeah like they kind of nail how fucking creepy and just like when you stare into his eyes watching this you're just like that is a fucked up dude. Mm-hmm. Like he nails that. So yeah, I I'm on board with that show. It's pretty good. Yeah, I can't I can't wait to finish the last half of it because it's it's been pretty fascinating. Yeah, and yeah, that is. I mean, that was already a fucked up story in real life, and I think they are portraying it fairly well, while not being too crazy with it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they're making it an uncomfortable watch, but they're also not taking it to the level of what it was like in real life, which I think is a very good thing. Well, it's been interesting to, like, see, like, you start off kind of, like, present day, like, the very end of the whole fucking thing, and then you kind of, like, you get the little flashbacks where he's an adult, but then you see the kid, and you kind of, like, the progression where you get to sit there and speculate, like, okay, as a kid, is this the moment that kind of, like, yep. triggered everything? And, like, the wife and I were just talking about this the other day. It's like, do you think his dad, like, looks back and, like, sits there and, like, blames himself for the way oh, that his son turned out? 
I, I think that would I think that would like to be honest only be natural like if mm-hmm. you're a parent right because you would you would uh, how would you not right that, that that's what I said she was like I don't know and I was like if I had a kid and then I found yeah. out when he was like in his 20s that he had been murdering people and goes to jail like absolutely I'm gonna sit there and go fuck where did I fail as a parent yep I, I think at that point, it's like, you're going to have to go to therapy. <laughs> it's also so. crazy, like, the every time he almost gets caught, but doesn't get caught. Yeah, because it's like, watching the show, like, I, I look at him and I'm like, this man is dumb. Like, completely dumb in how he's doing this stuff. Like, he's mm-hmm. not he's not a very smart person. No. How has he kept getting away from this? And it's straight-up dumb luck. Yeah. It's just, it's just, like, it's dumb luck, and it's just, like... And, like, that's... Terrifying. And it's not even just, like, a, they're doing this for the show to, like, build suspense or anything. Like, these are all real incidents in real life. Like, he really was pulled over when he was going to dump a body. He really was... Stopped by the cops after the one guy that he lobotomized escaped from his apartment. Like these things all actually happened, and yeah. it was just such reckless negligence from the police every time he almost got caught. And yep. like we were talking about it, and it's like, man, like this is just shows you the stark comparison between now and then. Mm-hmm. Like the stuff that you could get away with back then, like that would not fucking fly right now. Yeah, it would totally. never happen. It's totally it. It's yeah. It's fucking. It's absolutely insane to look back and go like, that. That these fucking insane, crazy times. Like, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yep, it is absolutely insane. So I watched, bodies, bodies, bodies recently. Okay, is that good? You know what? I, it actually was. Okay, I enjoyed okay, it because I was like, I actually was look. I, I was. I have a few movies queued up, and I was looking at that one last night, and I was like, uh, I don't know if this is gonna be good or not. So I didn't try it out. But it's like, I don't think it's. It's definitely not a Bloomhouse. I think it's like a twenty four. But it reminds me of those like fun. Bloomhouse horror movies? Okay. Like, it's it's not going to blow your socks off. It's not going to win any fucking awards anytime soon. But sure. it was just It was just a fun horror movie. And it was like, the way they, uh, they directly poke fun at the way things are today. Like, at oh, one point, they- they're, like, all trying to, like, because, so, like, the premise is basically they go to play a game called Bodies, Bodies, Bodies which is like uh, kind of like Among Us, but in real life, where oh, yep. you pull a card and then one person's the killer, they turn off the lights and you got to run around the house and hide. And if the killer touches you, you got to pretend that you're dead. You kind of call a meeting and you try to figure out who the killer is, yep. except someone actually dies. Oh. <laughs> so then it's like, okay, shit, who's the killer? And they're in this big mansion because they're like having a fucking, they called it a hurricane party because there's a hurricane coming in. So they oh, go sure. to their buddy's house and they're like, hey, we're all just going to hang out here and we'll play some games and drink and we'll wait out the hurricane and then carry on with life. Mm-hmm. And then someone dies while they're playing this bodies game. So then it's like the whole movie is like, 
who's the killer? As people start dropping dead, they're like, fuck, is it this person? Is it this person? Sure. And there's one fucking scene where a couple of them are like in the room and they're all accusing each other of like, you're the killer. No, you're the killer. And then, I don't know, someone's just like, you know what? You pretend to be rich, but you're not rich. You're upper middle class. Your parents <laughs> teach at a, at a college. And she's like, I am not upper middle class. We are lower. We are middle class. My parents teach at a community college. It's like just like weird, like on the nose stuff like that, like about present day and what you sure. can and cannot say. And like they do a lot of that kind of spoofing, like what's politically correct and what's not. Like you can't say oh, that. Like you need to be more woke, that kind of shit. But they like make fun of it while they're doing it. Okay. I don't know. It it was good. And honestly, for a horror movie, like you get to the end and you see the ending and you're like, no shit. Oh, so they actually do a pretty good job of... Uh... Yeah, like, the ending was, like, pretty good. Because the whole time you're watching this, you're like, fuck, okay, is it this person? Is it this person? Like, you know, you're kind of jumping suspects in your in your own head trying to rationalize why you think one of these people is the killer. And then you get to the end and you're like, motherfucker, eh? Okay. It had a, it had a fantastic fucking ending. All right. I'll, I'll give this a shot then. Like, a fantastic ending. I was... Super pumped. I was like, that's okay, that's good. That is right. fucking good. All right. I'll add that I'll add that to the queue because I at first look I was kind of like on the fence where I was like, oh, it's A24. That's already a downside in my book. And then I was like, hmm. But hearing that it's actually like a, a pretty good time, I'm actually kinda kinda curious to check it out. I really, really enjoyed it. I checked out uh, that Bullet Train movie with Brad Pitt. I still have you seen haven't. that one? No, I think I've been meaning to fucking watch it. So, like, my life exists of, hey, this looks like a good movie. I shouldn't say my life exists because it's not all the time. But it's pretty frequently where it's like, oh, I want to watch this movie. And the wife will be like, oh, I want to watch that too. It's uh, like, okay, well, we'll watch it together. And then it's like, hey, do you want to watch this movie? No, I'm not really in the mood for a movie. Or, oh, I got to do work. Or... No, like, I'm not into that type of movie right now. I'd rather watch something comedic, and then it just kind of gets put off and put off and put off, and then I just... It's that Nathan Fielder, whatever the latest Nathan Fielder one was on Have HBO. Have you not finished that yet? No, because we started watching it. We got three or four episodes deep, and then we, like, went to bed, and then every time I'm like, hey, we should watch this, and she's like, ah, I don't know. I'm just not in the mood for that. I'm oh like, hey, God, I'm going to watch it. That. And she's like, no, you can't watch it without me. I'm like, oh, my God, come on. Oh, you need to prioritize that because, oh, God, I want to talk to you when you finish that. Because where that show goes is fucking insane. It's the most Nathan thing ever. I believe it. Like, I'm, I'm genuinely excited to fucking finish it, but I haven't finished it yet. Fair enough. But Bullet Train, it's actually pretty good. It's a fun time movie. Is it though? Like, is it really? Because I remember when it got announced and we were like, oh yeah, like this director, Brad Pitt, these other dudes, like, because I'm blanking a lot yeah. on the cast and stuff, but like got really hyped up when it was announced. And then I remember watching the first trailer and went, eh. it, it does not live up to the hype, but that doesn't mean it's a bad movie. If, if you know what I mean? Like it's like when I finished it, I was like, okay, that wasn't kind of what I had hyped it up to be in my head given everything about it 
like who was attached to it but like i also came out of it going like that was a pretty good time so like it's it's not like a it didn't blow me out of the water like a john wick but like it's it's, it's a perfectly fine action movie that actually has some pretty good comedy so mm. and it's kind of it's it's cool that it kind of takes place on this train the whole time and it's like this kind of who done it kind of thing with a bunch of hitmen and yeah at Brad Pitt is solid as always um but yeah like it's solid but it's uh I was definitely more hyped for it given like everything that was announced prior but mm-hmm. but totally solid solid like if you're looking for like kind of solid action with some comedy that's pretty well done check it out so it is on my list I'm eventually I'm just gonna fucking watch it one of these days yeah it's solid it's solid also been watching that Star Wars Andor series I have still not watched a single Disney plus Star Wars series I know and but it's actually it's really good if you're a Star Wars fan it's kind of exactly what you want right now where it a it doesn't take place on the fucking sand planet that everything does that people always bitch about and it actually like does some different stuff and shows some different sides of that universe that people have kind of been wanting to see so it's not like the typical where they're always or like the latest ones where it's like hey remember this thing from this other thing that we beat you over the head with yeah here it is again you know they're actually taking like a different approach to it and it's actually really good so so it's i'm I'm starting to get nervous because like i've heard great things about uh the mandalorian and i heard the book of fat was pretty decent i only got as far as like the two spinoffs in the first main movie of the newest trilogy like i didn't even watch the last two and i heard they weren't that great so like i just keep putting them off like when i was a kid like when I was a kid kid I remember my dad putting on like the original trilogy and I was like oh my god and then when episode one came out like had to go to theaters and see it It was such a big deal and watched all those I don't know what it is with Star Wars but it's just been kind of like fall like my interest in it has just kind of fallen out and then the more they keep releasing all these like side Star Wars movies and television shows I'm like "Eh, I don't know so I keep putting them off and then now I'm starting to like I don't know, dig a hole that I feel like I can't crawl out of. Like I'm, it's starting to feel like lost where everyone like lost is a critically acclaimed television masterpiece, according to a lot of people. And I want to see it so bad cause I've never seen it, but like 24 episodes at an hour a piece for like eight or nine seasons. Like it's such a massive commitment that I just haven't and don't know if I ever will go and watch it. Yeah, totally. It's, yeah, it's definitely definitely a time sink. And, like, I think the Star Wars stuff is starting to get that point. Like, because I, when the last mainline movies came out, like, I was straight up done with Star Wars. So it's like, I don't like anything they're doing about this. I'm kind of done with it. And then I checked out, like, The Mandalorian, and I was like, okay, like, this is kind of getting my interest back. And then, like, the more they've done, I've kind of been like, yeah, okay, this is, like, what I want out of Star Wars now after they fucked it up, you know, with like four or five movies and then like it's slowly getting my interest back in where I'm like, okay, now I'm getting good Star Wars. So yeah, 
Well, and I might get the motivation to at least finish the main trilogy once Taika starts dropping his newest trilogy. Because sure. I love Taika Waititi. So, like, if he's going to do a Star Wars trilogy, I'm very, very interested in seeing that. Totally. I'm curious what his take on that would be. So, yeah. But the Andor show is good. So, if people are itching for Star Wars that isn't the kind of same old shit that people have been complaining about it's doing exactly that it's like a kind of breath of fresh air for the star wars universe so it's totally solid fair enough i don't want to talk a whole lot about it but like did you ever watch the orville like maybe one episode i really liked it i was like okay this is a good funny kind of not a knock against, but a different take on Star Trek. Sure. And I really enjoyed the first season, and then the second season I thought was great, and then they're like, okay, we're doing one final third season, and it's just like every episode that they release has just been junk. Oh, really? Yeah, like I don't understand how it took such a fucking nosedive. Like this, this last season is just... I just, I, it's strictly a background show for me now at this point where like I'm doing other things and I'm like, okay, I see it in my queue and I don't want it to sit there forever because it's kind of bothering me. So I'll just put it on and I let it play in the background. It's just not, I don't know what the hell Seth MacFarlane did, but they went in a different weird kind of like, not in all of them, but in a few of them, this weird like woke direction. It's like, yeah, and I'm like, what are you guys doing? It kind, of, it, it very much reminded me of the last season of uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, how they got real woke with their shit, right? And I was like, oh, you guys, you could have finished least... this on such a fucking high note, and this is just meh now. Yeah, yeah, weird. But like, I can see the people behind Brooklyn Nine Nine not wanting, you know, cancel culture and all that shit, being a little more precautious. Like Seth MacFarlane's entire career is built on, you know, the yeah. very same principles of like the South Park guys. It's like I'm gonna say weird, absurd, offensive, terrible fucking things because it's hilarious. Yeah, like that's that's what I find strange about this is like okay, the Brooklyn Nine Nine thing made sense given some real life events that happened right around when that season was coming, like being made. It was like okay, I totally understand their why they did it, but. For the Orville, that seems like it's totally out of left field. It was, and it was disappointing, and it's like ruined this last season for me. Oh, weird. That's kind of a shame, especially because it's the last season you're saying. Yeah. So. Huh. Yeah. So much so that, like, when the first two were out, people were like, "Oh, I don't know. I'm thinking about checking the Orville." I'd be like, "Yeah, it's actually really interesting. It's a fun take on Star Trek." And now, if people are like, "Oh, how's the Orville?" I'm like, "Don't it's like Game of Thrones. Like, don't bother." Yeah. Huh. And speaking of disappointments, I finally watched Prey. Didn't oh, you care did for not it. Like Prey? No, didn't care for it. Oh. I love that movie. I was I like, it was oh, great. this is this is a Predator movie. Yeah. Okay, okay fair enough. Nothing against Predator. Like exactly the OG Predator the OG Predator movie is a timeless classic. Well yeah, of course. But like and I'm sure lots of people are going to strongly disagree because everyone I talked to who watched it, like they said they loved it, thought it was fantastic. Yep. To me, this was like no, it felt no different than like the last couple of like Predator movies where it's like, uh, uh, oh, 
so it would like uh, where i was at it was like i thought the last few predator movies fucking sucked yeah and then i was like i thought this was like a kind of nice breath of fresh air but no, maybe that's just I, me i took it akin to the rest of them i was like I yeah know. watching this or watching the last predator movie with olivia munn yeah same same fucking same feelings oh. when i watch both of them interesting yeah true story hmm. well, fair enough Okay, they're remaking Naked Gun. Is this yeah. a good idea? I don't know. Is this a good idea with Liam Neeson? <sighs> I think he can pull it off. I mean, I've seen him, like, do cameo kind of appearances in movies where he's got, like, a comedic-esque kind of role, and it's pretty funny, but those are always in, like, <laughs> short bursts. I don't know. I mean, I like the guys from fucking Lonely Island. I think they do a great job. Like, I loved Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I, all those parody movies, like the Seven Days in Hell, that tennis one, was like, amazing. I never checked that out, but I heard it was really good. Oh, it's fucking amazing. And, of course, the Never Stop, Never Stopping pop star movie oh, or whatever. Like, that, that was, was fucking... hilarious. Yeah, that was fucking amazing. So the minds behind it, I'm all into. I just don't know how I feel about Les or Liam Neeson. But yeah. I can't off the top of my head think of anyone else that should or would be, like, amazing for that role. Yeah, because, like, Naked Gun is such a... It's such a classic franchise that, like... Uh, if they fuck up a remake, like... They can't. Like, they can't. <laughs> and, like, I, I know Liam Neeson can be funny, but I don't know if he can be 90 minutes funny. I don't think... And I think, like, when Liam Neeson is funny, it's, like, weird off-putting stuff. Like, but yeah. the Naked Gun's very, like... I it's don't know. very deadpan. Like, it's... It, it's Yeah, the, it's, like, people it's acting stupid humor. almost don't... Like, it's so over the top, but they take it so seriously, which is, like, the comedy style, right? So it's, like... Yeah. I mean like I'm I'm gonna reserve judgment till I see it, but I'm like I'm very, very hard split on it. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Is like I yeah. I I don't know. I mean like is can you do a naked gun in this day and age? <laughs> Like, that was the first thing I saw when I saw this headline. I was like, can you do a proper, like, Naked Gun remake and still have the spirit of it in this day and age? And it's like, maybe, but... Yeah, I didn't like, even think about that. a lot of those older that. comedies really kind of push the limits, right? So... Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even think about that. Like, that's going to be the real deciding yeah. factor here. And I mean, like, the Lonely Island guys, like, that pop star movie definitely pushed some limits, you know, in terms of some of the stuff they did, but, yeah, I'll, I'll be curious, like, how it turns out, it was just, this was a franchise that when I saw the article, I was like, wow, that is not a remake I thought would ever happen, especially no. with Liam Neeson, so, yeah. Yeah, did not see that coming. No. Okay, I think we talked about... I don't know if we talked about this before or not, but this article came out that Tom Cruise is actually going to do a spacewalk on the NASA space station for his next movie, so... 
That guy never ceases to amaze me. Uh, no, like it, it's gonna be crazy to fucking see that, like an actual fucking camera and production crew filming Tom Cruise on the fucking space station. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, imagine fucking telling like fifteen-year-old you that it's just like one day you're gonna see Tom Cruise in space in real life in a movie theater. Do you think you'd be like what? <laughs> Do you think this is going to be one of those this makes no fucking sense scenarios where I think so because like if you read the article they're like the vast majority of this movie takes place on earth but then like he's got to go to space to fix something so it's like <laughs> I meant in the sense like because you you hit you had just said like it'll be interesting to see a film crew on the space station filming Tom Cruise which immediately made me think of the movie Armageddon where it's like Armageddon. The principle was, okay, we're going to take these drillers and teach them to be astronauts instead of taking fucking astronauts and teaching them how to fucking run a drilling rig. It is absolutely going to be that scenario. You got to think it's going to be like, are they going to fucking take astronauts and then quickly teach them how to fucking film properly and line up shots? Or are they going to take a film crew and be like, okay, guys, you're going to space camp and we're going to send you guys to fucking space? I have no idea how that's going to work. Like, that, you gotta that's where my the fucking, fucking head insurance went. costs for that would be a fucking astronomical. Yeah, a disturbing like, amount. And, like, what camera crew are you going to get to sign off on that and be like, yeah, totally. Oh, I'm sure there's guys out there that are like, hold on, you're going to give me an opportunity to fucking go to space to film something? But that's what I'm saying. Like, there's... The International Space Station has astronauts on it. Like, it makes more logical sense to have someone who's already there and, like, teach them how to fucking properly frame a shot as opposed to taking someone who only ever frames shots and then, like, put them through fucking space training. Yeah. See, do they actually say... Okay. Okay, so it's, it actually says Cruise and the rest of the film crew will take a rocket to the International Space Station to film parts of the movie. Oh my god. That's hilarious. So, what else did they say? Oh, so, okay, so they kind of skirt around some things. So they say, like, they're taking a rocket up to the space station and shooting and hopefully being the first civilian to do a spacewalk outside. So I don't think they've gotten fucking NASA's approval yet. <laughs> Which totally makes sense, because that would be a fucking liability nightmare. Imagine if Tom Cruise accidentally fucked up the space station. <laughs> I mean, it would be, but you know it's probably going to happen because, like, the PR and all of, like, because, like, NASA's, like, they always need funding and they always need money and... Totally. It's probably it'll probably be the same reason why like the army lets fucking Tom Cruise use fighter jets and yeah. ships for the fucking <laughs> Top Gun movies because they're like this is great PR. <laughs> yeah, I would love to see after like Top Gun Maverick came out. I'd love to see what the recruitment numbers were for the fucking Air Force. Oh, you got to think it went up. I, I want to say they said after the first movie came out that it actually like was a not insignificant amount. <laughs> So, I, I believe it. I mean, it's probably directly related to the amount of mustaches that were grown after that movie as well. <laughs> well, probably. So. 
but yeah, Tom Cruise in space. So, I, okay, so, here's a question. Oh, how is he going to top this after? He's going to be the first person to go to Mars. Sure, sure. <laughs> or the first he's civilian. He's going to film a new movie that takes the entire movie takes place on the moon. So he's going to fucking build a base and he's going to be he's the first person to fucking build an actual base on the moon. He's going to remake The Martian, but he's actually going to do it all himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he's like not young either. Like, that's the crazy part. Like, he's in his fucking yeah. 60s. Yeah. And he looks like he's fucking 35. <laughs> like, oh, it's... I, the stunts that he does, like, I consistently, like... I will look at us like rewatch a scene and go like it is insane that he did that. Mm-hmm. Like you go back and look at like when him and Henry Cavill jumped out of that plane for the Mission Impossible, like with the thunderstorm stuff, and I was like, or when he hangs onto the side of that fucking plane and he's actually hanging onto the side of it, it's just like Jesus Christ, man! Like yeah, fucking or when he uh, the one that I the one where I literally went, this man is inhuman is when he, in that one movie where he's under the water and it's spinning, and he actually learned how to hold his breath for, like, ten minutes or something. Oh I was like, God. I was like, this is fucking, like, this man is not human. Like, he actually learned how to hold his breath for, like, ten minutes underwater. I was like, that is insane. I mean, if anything, it's just a proof and a testament that the one true religion is Scientology. I guess. I guess. Well, yeah. you, you don't see any Catholics doing that. <laughs> no. Just saying. <laughs> But yeah, and it's, I actually, I saw it was an interesting, I think it was like a TikTok where some of the actors on Top Gun were talking about it. And it's, it's insane kind of the clout that he brings to a movie. Like all the young actors were like talking about how they were like, we have to fully commit to this. Like there is no room for subpar shit. Mm -hmm. Like he just kind of commands that presence in the movie where he's just like, if you're working on this movie, you're a thousand percent committed and nothing else and he just doesn't and i think that is kind of a testament to why his movies are so good is like if you're doing a movie with tom cruise you have to be on his level or it's just not gonna work yeah right? so yeah but he's yeah. a marvel you don't see anyone who's even like you see some actors like as they're coming up you're like oh he's you know, kind of like a young Daniel Day-Lewis or he's an up-and-coming, like, he's very reminiscent of this actor and da-da-da-da-da. But, like, there's no one in Hollywood where you're like, oh, this guy, maybe he's the next Tom Cruise. Like, he's doing Tom Cruise-type stuff. Like, he could be the new Tom Cruise. You think we'll get one? I don't know. I, I don't think we will. I don't think I, we I, will I, either. I Like, because it's... In this day and age, are you going to get a new upcoming actor to commit like he does? I don't know. Like I, I don't. I don't think we will. Uh, like, I look at Miles Teller and I go, maybe, but mm. uh, maybe not. You know, I like. There's no one out there that I'm just like, y you're gonna be that guy. No. Right? The only person that, like, kind of, I was like, maybe, who goes way too fucking far and way too hard with their fucking roles, shy of fucking LaBeouf, but he's off his rocker half the time. Yeah, he's... But yeah. I mean, like, I can't think of anyone else who went to play a fucking 
gangster in a fucking movie and went and actually got his entire fucking body legitimately tattooed. Yeah, shit. Like, you don't see that shit happen. No. No, like I... Yeah, it's... It's kind of it's kind of crazy to see, like, we kind of grew up in, like, the Tom Cruise heyday of, like, watching these movies as kids, right? Like, it's kind of crazy to see that generation of, like, actors and movie stars kind of fade away and, like, see the new ones come in. Like, it's kind of a fascinating thing. But. It really is. They honestly, they don't make them like they used to. But is yeah. it, is it, like, they don't make them like they used to, or is it like the generation of those older ones when they were coming up in movies, they had to do and be more extreme and do more extreme stuff. And you know, like that level of commitment was like mandatory. Whereas like nowadays there's 27 million fucking rules on set and you can only work certain hours and you can't do this. And this is a liability and this is too much of a risk. And you know, got to make sure I have my fucking, trailer and I'm you know like all the like it drives me nuts when I hear actors wanting off of movies or halting production because an actor who's like oh I think this character should be this way it's like did you write this fucking movie did you write the character like do you know the motivations behind the character like that's why there's writers that's why you're an actor you are acting out someone's vision that's why there's a writer and a fucking director and you get the actors that are like, my character would never do this. How would you know? I handed you the script. You didn't even know this person or its traits or anything until, you know, 30 minutes ago. And you're going to sit here and tell me how my fucking character, like that stuff drives me yeah. nuts. And I don't think you really like back in the day, if you did that, it's like, okay, you're off the movie. Goodbye. Yeah, Nowadays totally. it's like, oh, well, you guys, he's a, he's a good actor and he, he's a draw and we have to beat our last box office revenue for the quarter. So like, let's just make some changes to the script and. Yeah. And it's even more like crazy. Cause it's like, they would have read that script before they took the job. So it's like, what the fuck are you changing it now? Like, why are you now being, making us think of this? Like you fucking read it before you took the job <laughs> or I presume you would. Yeah. I don't but, know. I don't know if Entourage taught me anything it's that maybe actors don't read scripts before they take jobs. <laughs> I feel like that's pretty accurate in a lot of cases. It could be. But... Okay, while we're talking on movies and ridiculous things, did you watch the trailer for Mario yet? Yes. And fucking... It was months ago where Chris Pratt was like, this Mario voice is going to be like something you've never seen before. And then it's just fucking Chris Pratt talking. (laughs) I mean, I get, I hurt like, so here's where I'm standing with it. It's like, okay, yes, this is, this is Chris Pratt as Chris Pratt. Cause it sounds just like Chris Pratt. That being said, we only got a couple of fucking lines. It's like, I would like to see a full trailer where we actually see him talking more because maybe they just like picked the wrong like voice section to for this I teaser think that trailer. Might be the case. I hope so because like definitely as it stands with this teaser and granted you like I said you only get like one fucking spoken line from him. It just sounds like Chris Pratt talking. But I mean yep. context is important and if you're only going to pull one line like you don't really know. It's not a true indication as to like when he's talking full sentences and stuff but what I don't understand is the guy who did all of the fucking Mario voices for like Nintendo previously for the games and stuff. 
That guy's still why alive. Why didn't they just get him? Yeah. Why didn't they just hire the guy who does Mario's voice to do Mario's voice? Yep. I think a lot of people were wondering that because it's like he's still around. He's still the Mario voice. Like, I get, why didn't I, you just get him? I understand. Like, you want to put some big actors in here to get a draw, but you need, like, this is where I think sometimes fucking movie studios thinking is just ass backwards. Cause like you have a Mario movie coming out. Now who's going to be the primary fucking audience to see a Mario movie? The people that play the games. Kids. And kids. Kids are going to be the fucking number one draw for this movie. Now, do yep. you think a kid for a fucking second is going to watch that trailer and be like, oh, Chris Pratt's doing Mario. Oh, we have to go see this. No, no, he's gonna be like, "Oh shit, it's a Mario movie." I'm really excited. I love Mario. I want to see a Mario movie. The the yep. bulk of the fucking revenue is going to come from fucking kids. Yep. So it's like you don't need big names. No. But it's that dumbass fucking studio mentality of like we've got to have names attached to fucking get asses in seats, and it's like, no, most of the seats uh, for these movies is parents with their kids mm -hmm. <laughs> you know it's and then it's like three percent of people like us that are like i want to see a mario movie because i want to see how they do it mm -hmm. right so yeah totally well and even like i'm thinking like if i had kids and let's say i didn't give a fuck about mario and i had kids and my kid was like dad dad i want to go see mario i'm not gonna fucking pull up the trailer look at it and be like who are these actors? Who's who's doing the voice of these characters? No, sorry, son, we're not going. Like even as an as an adult, and if I was a parent, I would not look at the cast list and be like, "No, sorry, we're not going to see it because I don't recognize the names voicing any of these characters." I'm gonna be like, "Okay, Mario, let's go." I don't give a fuck totally. who's voicing who's voicing Mario or Bowser or Princess Peach. And like like. For all intent and purposes, it looks like a good movie. Aside from his one voice line, I'm not like again. We'll see how that fucking pans out, but yep. I just I don't understand. And like the other thing, I don't think a lot of people realize is like voice acting isn't just like talking into a microphone. Like there's an actual art to it, and there are there's a good reason that there are people who are voice actors and voice actors only. Yeah, not everyone who's an actor can be a voice actor. Just like not everyone who is a voice actor can be a normal actor. Totally. Just like not totally. everyone who's a rapper can be an actor. Totally. Yeah. Like you look at someone like Troy Baker in video games and it's like there is a reason he is a voice actor and it's mm -hmm. like you look at some of the range he has and it's like fucking insane. Yeah. Right. So it's like and then yeah you have Chris Pratt just like being Chris Pratt and it's like okay sure. Yeah, Fuck. I, but as uh, right now, Jack don't Black care for Bowser it. sounded fucking awesome. Yeah, I actually enjoyed that. That that like I watched that and I was like, that sounds awesome. Like that's totally cool. But yeah, guess we'll see how it goes. Yeah. So uh, Netflix is finally doing their ad supported. Yeah, and Disney Plus has one know coming what the too. Most criminal aspect of this plan is. What's it's that? capped to fucking 720p. <clears throat> but like, that's the real crime here. You can't get above 720p. What are you going to watch it on? Your fucking phone? Yeah, man, they're... 
the no, like if you look at the metrics for like Disney Plus, Netflix, and stuff like that, the vast majority of that streaming happens mobile. Yeah, and it's like, do they even like most phones don't have 720 screens they have like a 1440 or 4k capable screen <laughs> yeah but if you're if you're like i understand like i don't agree with it i i believe in this day and age that everything should be bare bare minimum 1080p 100 nothing should be lower than that but i understand where they're coming from because the bandwidth on their servers required to stream in higher resolutions like that's why you have to pay the premium for 4k because it takes up more fucking bandwidth and bandwidth is an infinite so I understand that they're going to go as supported and knock the resolution down because it'll make the money and save the money at the same time. And it, when the vast majority of people are watching Netflix on their phone or their tablets, I mean, honestly, especially on a phone, if you're watching something in 720p on your phone, you're not going to notice the difference between that and 1080. No, so, I mean, totally. I kind of get it. I still think it's a garbage move. I don't agree with it. Like I said, I everything should be minimum 1080 at this point, but mm-hmm. like I kind of understand. I just don't like the whole we're going for a fucking ad supported tier. Totally. Especially because they keep jacking up the price of like actual Netflix. So it's like, oh, okay. Like we all kind of suspected based on the earnings report that like, or at least everyone was like, in the early days, there's no way this is a sustainable business model. Like, Netflix will never last, and it has. And I understand that you got to keep doing something to bring the money in. But here's an idea. You want to save some money? Quit wasting millions of dollars licensing fucking garbage, bottom-tier fucking shit shows. Yep. Yep. You want to know why people still pay for HBO? It's because they have quality shows. <laughs> they don't license fucking friends. Well, I mean, fuck, they own friends. Bad example, but they they don't license the office. You know, that's not why people pay the most expensive TV option, which is HBO. Right? They pay for because they get good shit. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, yeah, and quit canceling shit before you get a chance to find an audience. Totally, totally. Like, that's the thing, too, is, like, we live in a world where, like, instant gratification is very much a real thing. People want, like, to do something, and they want immediate results or immediate positive feedback or, like, what have you. Mm -hmm. It's the golden era of it. Like, you post a picture on Instagram, and you're fucking, they're checking their phone every five minutes. Oh, did I get a like? Did I get a like? Like, it's terrible, but... So many shows took a while to get off the ground. Like some of my favorite shows like Parks and Rec and Community. The Office is a prime example. Like the first season mm-hmm. was very meh. And the second yeah. season got a little better. But like I would argue most of those shows, it was like going into the third season where you're like, this is fantastic. Yep. And Netflix has a history of only three seasons, if that. Or in lots of cases of other shows, they'll do a season They'll release it at the same time as some of these blockbuster type shows like Stranger Things and shit where everyone's going to be watching that so they don't get the viewership on it and they go, okay, well, this isn't any good. Goodbye, cancel. Yep, totally. And it's like HBO is the same with a lot of stuff. Like Game of Thrones, when it first started, took a few seasons for it to kind of become the cult sensation that it was, right? Like, Yeah, it wasn't a big deal in its first season. Need time to find their footing. Like they very rarely 
even nowadays is it the case where a uh, first season comes out and is a complete banger you know it's like it happens but like all if you historically look at all the the 50 best shows of all time like they took a few seasons to get their footing yeah well e- even breaking bad is always at like the top three on everybody's list and that show took some time totally totally so yeah but yeah it's this this dumb mentality that it's like it's that instant gratification that you're talking about which like is baked in a culture now right and it's the kids growing up i feel really bad for because they are that's basically going to be ingrained in them right mm-hmm. so you know whereas we grew up like when i was in high school like cell phones were just becoming a thing right and it was these fucking flip phones right so it's we didn't have the social media until we were like what out of high school was facebook <clears throat> a thing right around uh, then maybe? no facebook i was i was still in i was the coming into the end of high school when facebook became a thing yeah. but instagram so like, i was like i was well out of high school before instagram became a thing i was into my 20s before snapchat took off and i was almost in my 30s before tiktok was a thing I just discovered TikTok like six months ago. What? <laughs> yeah, I, I never fucking engaged with it. And then a, a buddy of mine sent me a TikTok and I was like, and then I discovered the platform and I was like, oh, this is just people doing dumb shit on the internet. I really like this. I'm going to make an account. <laughs> but what? Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm floored by that. Like I've had TikTok for like a year now. But yeah. I, I go out of my way not to go on TikTok because I'll sit there and just scroll and scroll and scroll when i was stuck in fucking jamaica i watched every tiktok that ever existed (laughs) yeah i did like when i first discovered tiktok i was like very much like the first day i got it i think it was like six hours i was just like this is like a whole new thing and then i very quickly needed to go like okay you get like 30 minutes after work to fucking flip through this and then put it down so and that's the dangerous part is the more you use TikTok, they, like, I swear to God, they have the best algorithm out they of do. any of their fucking social media out there right now. How it fucking fine tunes my tastes and like, it, it is absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. It is insane that it is like crazy. Yeah, it's, it's insane. It's fucking scary. <laughs> but yeah. Okay, talking about social media. Okay, me and you know that the metaverse is garbage. Uh, where it sits now, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so apparently the people working on the metaverse aren't even using it. <laughs> well, that's, that's because I, I read an article where, like, Zuckerberg wanted a bunch of the metaverse, like, people to, like, actually meet in the metaverse for one of their meetings, and, like, none of them had it. Yep. And this article talks about that where, like, a bunch of managers were making mandatory super important meetings in the metaverse so they actually like the people were like fuck we gotta go buy these like $1,500 headsets now that's the thing I think I didn't go too in depth into the fucking article but like why couldn't they just go buy a quest yeah I don't know but yeah like if I if I work for Facebook and I'm working for the metaverse and they're like hey you need to have your meetings in the metaverse with our newest fucking headset I'd be like well you better pony up like yeah. I'm not spending $1,500 out of my own pocket to have a fucking business meeting. If this is a requirement via the business, then it should be supplied by the business. Yep. 
there's a uh, there's a great quote in this article from the head of uh, the VP of the metaverse where he says for many of us we don't spend t that much time in it and our data shows this very clearly and he's talking to like all the employees he's like why is it why is the why don't we love the product we built so much that we use it all the time and he's like the simple truth is no one here loves it <laughs> like how do you internally try to make this thing and it's like they're trying to figure out why no one wants to use it at the same time they're saying no one's using it because it sucks it's like your answer is you just said your answer <laughs> yeah and that's like a tricky situation like i don't know like i see both sides of that coin like like if if i was to like get a job and like i would if i was hiring someone to build the metaverse i would want people that are passionate about it that would yeah. want to make it better and would be spending time in there to know how to fix what to improve what they need to work on but i mean at the same time like you have to run a business and you have to like understand that like yeah you may hire someone for something but that for a lot of people, a job is just that. It's just a job. Yep. So, like, I, I see both sides of the coin to it, but, like, it's, yeah. Totally. It's just a silly fucking situation to be in all together. Yeah. And, like, if you're part of the Metaverse development team, like, in your fucking billion-dollar Facebook, Facebook should be handing out fucking these headsets. Totally. Like, plain and fucking simple. Totally. Totally. But yeah, but they're like let's let's talk about their new fucking headset. Like it's intriguing, but like fifteen hundred fucking dollars U.S. starting. No, thank you. I like that's a that's a really 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 tough sell. Yeah, especially like when you like when I think of what is the top of the line VR headset that if I want to go okay, I'm gonna play VR games. And I want the best equipment. It's the Valve Index. And that's like 1100 bucks. Yeah, it's cheaper. So what the fuck is this doing? Like, just giving me the metaverse? Like... Yeah, like uh, that's, that's a really... Like, their original strat was amazing, where they were taking a fucking minor loss on all of their quests to, like, get into the market. <clears throat> and it showed, because if you looked at, like, last year's um, Valve steam like the steam survey it was like 76 or 86 percent of all the vr headsets were like meta owned headsets like they were either the rift or the quest or the quest 2 and the vast majority of the vr headsets were quest 2s like yep. more than half of all vr headsets on steam were quest 2s totally. and that's understandable because you could go buy one for like two three hundred dollars yep. and that's, that's honestly why i bought one like when mm -hmm. I fucking, after I got rid of my VR cause I wasn't using it and I was in a place where I finally had the time and the space and I was like, I want a VR headset. I was like, fuck that twelve thirteen hundred $1,300 for a valve is a steep price tag. I'm going to be using my own GPU anyway. I really just need a display and some fucking controllers. Yeah. two ninety nine. I went and got a fucking quest and I love it. I think it's fantastic. It was a low cost of entry. It performs very, very well because my GPU does all of the work. Yep. It's comfortable and all that yep. other stuff. So like I like it. But that yep. being but the low cost of entry was why I got back into it. Totally. Like I'm I'll I'll probably end up buying one now that I'll have a place. And it's like it it'll be that. Right. And if you the only way okay, like Zuck's metaverse is not is not gonna be the metaverse that everyone wants. 
and I think it's probably going to flop. But like, if you need, if you want to get mass adoption into VR, you need two things. You need a cheap price and a very easy barrier to entry. And it's like a two, three hundred dollar headset that just works is how you do it, mm-hmm. right? You know, that's how you can get people not like us that are like super into you know the weeds with with all this shit. Like, if you want to get your average person that you know maybe has a Xbox and casually plays games into VR, you need to be able to get them to go into a Best Buy, buy the three hundred dollar headset, go home, put it on, and it works, right? So, yeah, I. Mm-hmm. Well, and like there was some like I have to go back and look at it, but I think I remember looking over the specs and even being like, "Man, what are you getting for fifteen hundred fucking dollars here?" Like the design is very fucking similar. The controllers are very very similar to the old controllers like not a lot of fucking different there i mean okay it does ar as well but uh, like ar isn't even in a fucking place yet where it's going to be widely adopted and you want to know what the weird thing is they're trying to pitch this pro headset as like not even a consumer device they're basically trying to marketed as like a business to business thing for companies to fucking use and it's like Okay, like, I don't think that's going to work either, <laughs> right? Like, mm-hmm. And, like, yeah. the, like the, you get a base storage of 256, not a fucking lot when you start downloading some of these fucking VR games. No. 12 gigs of RAM, sure, but a Snapdragon XR2, like, that's not the most amazing fucking thing. Again, like, you're going to want to power this from your own fucking PC. If you're going to play games anyway... But like mm-hmm. the one that really fucking bothered me for fifteen hundred fucking dollars, you're still getting eighteen hundred by nineteen twenty fucking lenses and they're L C D. What? Yeah. Oh fuck that. Like if I'm spending fifteen hundred dollars on a VR headset, like I better have a much higher fucking resolution and they better be fucking OLED. I wonder how this pro stacks up to the index specs wise. Because if the fucking index has fucking better specs, then like I. Like, then who's on crack to fucking <laughs> make this? You know what I mean? Yeah, well, the difference being is like the index doesn't have. Uh, doesn't have. Index has a higher frame rate. <laughs> yeah. Like what? <laughs> 120 hertz versus fucking 90. Like, yep, yeah, higher frame rate. Fourteen forty by sixteen hundred for the fucking lens. So I mean, it's less resolution. Yeah. And they're still LCD. I don't know. I think their big selling feature is the AR. But again, like AR is not in a fucking place yet like i can understand going a little higher and like i can understand to an extent the price increase when they on the quest that they just bumped up a couple months ago but you're basically just doing a minor fucking refresh on your quest but you're adding 
eye tracking and more cameras on the outside for augmented reality. But $1,500 as a cost of entry for augmented reality when augmented, like, it's like AR is still kind of like in its infancy. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you know what's going to happen is we're like one to two years away from Apple releasing they, their AR and then... Because that's typically how it works. Apple does something, and then people go, "Oh, okay." Apple has their finger on the pulse, so we're gonna start focusing on AR. And once there's wide adoption through Apple, then there'll be more fucking value in AR. But I mean, like, if you're a business manager and you want to have a fucking meeting, like, and you're in a conference room, you already have like the speaker system, and like, mm-hmm. you can already do the the like camera on the wall where you like talk to people and stuff, like through a Zoom meeting or shit, like. I think about my fucking business and you're never going to see any of the executives throw on a fucking VR headset to talk to each other with 3d avatars. It's not going to happen. And there's a certain level of like unprofessionalism in that way. Like if you sit down and you're on like a six way fucking webcam call with someone or a FaceTime or whatever, and you're like actually seeing each other and talking to each other and that versus like, hey, we're all going to hop into this like space. We're going to sit at a table on a beach on an island that's all going to be poorly graphically fucking rendered because they're not even using like the crazy realistic like Unreal Engine 5 or anything no. like that. Like it looks... It's this fucking cartoonish like... Like PlayStation 2-esque fucking graphics. Yeah. I, I don't know what they're thinking here. I don't... I think they're incredibly out of fucking touch on this, but... Yeah. Yeah, because it's like exactly what you said, like when Apple does it, because Apple's whole business strategy has always been they're typically not the first one to do it. They watch a few iterations of it, and then they go, we can make that really good now because we are learning the lessons that everyone else learned the hard way. And then they go, here is a 100% refined product that is better than all of the competition because all we did was wait two years to like see the failures of others, right? So. We're going to let you dive into the water and try and fucking grab those gold coins. And when you come up because you're out of air, then we'll know what kind of scuba gear we need. Yeah, exactly. So it's, so yeah, it's, <laughs> I'm, I'm curious when this metaverse is going to fucking flop. <laughs> I don't like, think the metaverse how, will how ever genuinely flop. To, like how long do, do they keep trying to push this? Forever. It's like, it's been what, two years and it's like, I know one I know has been like, yep, I'm going to adopt this. <laughs> they just need to like restrat. Cause the thing is, is like, if I wanted to go talk to someone in VR right now, I could throw on any VR headset and hop into fucking like VR chat, which has been around yeah. for fucking years at this point. Like there yeah. are alternatives. So until they figure that out, I don't know. It's just a big fuck up. It's a clusterfuck. It's way too overpriced. I don't see the value in it, but there are going to be some people, lo and behold, that will fucking buy it. I will not be one of them. No. But maybe they know something I don't. Like, I see these tech companies do these things where I'm like, what are you doing? This makes no sense. And sometimes I'm just completely out of touch. And other times people just get used to it. Like I'm like I'm gonna bring this around to like the fucking headphone jack, right? Like they limited on phones, and everyone was pissed, and I was pissed. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. I don't fucking like this. They kept doing it, and then eventually everyone just kind of like, okay, well, this is just what it is. But totally. now we're like, I'm bringing this up because the new Surface Pro lineup, mm-hmm. it's the fucking headphone jack. Now I wasn't happy about it on phones, 
but I could understand to an extent the logic behind it. Okay, fine. I'll get over it. I'll get a USB-C or a lightning to fucking headphone jack connector. If I really need it, we're in a Bluetooth world, blah, blah, totally get it. But mm-hmm. on a fucking laptop. Yeah. Laptop seems like, and I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think if my Mac M1 laptop has one. And it does. I, I don't know that it does. It does. Does it? Okay. There's not a, you'll, you won't find a MacBook laptop that doesn't have a fucking headphone jack. Okay. But. And this is coming from Apple, who was the first to remove the fucking headphone jack. True. And all of their MacBooks have a a fucking headphone jack. Yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a fucking line. And that, that's one where you're like, no, 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 no. Especially because like on fucking laptops, most of those headphone jacks, they're dual purpose. They're like the. The three rings, so they're mic slash fucking headphone jacks, and there still are a lot of fucking head like headsets where it's through the one three and a half millimeter auxiliary that does the head or the headphones like audio and fucking microphone. And now that doesn't exist. It's like okay, if I want headphone, if I want to do a Zoom call with someone on the new Surface Pro, I need a USB microphone and some Bluetooth fucking headphones. And then when you have something like that, then you got to go into your Zoom. You got to configure your input for this, your output for that. Like, it super yep. does not make sense on a fucking laptop. Like, no. not even in the slightest to me. And, like, you think Microsoft, of all people, would understand this? <laughs> right? Like, if Apple did this, it wouldn't surprise me. Because it would be the most Apple thing ever. But Microsoft? Uh... Yeah, I don't. Makes no fun. Uh, like, that, yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, that that makes no sense to me at all. Like, I. So is it the whole? Is it the whole surface lineup? Uh, that I can't confirm for sure. I do know it's the Surface Pros. I don't know if because I don't know if they've redone the Surface Laptop. Very, very recently or not. And like, okay, I could see this on the base Surface laptop, but the Pro, like the one that video editors are going to buy that are going to want a headphone jack, that is probably a lot, the large market for their Pro series. Like, just no, to the, take those, that like away. the editors <laughs> is like more the Surface Studio. Yeah. It's like, that's baffling. Yeah, I, I don't quite get it. And it's a shame because the, the Surface Pro lineup is really like, that's what I used all throughout fucking school mm-hmm. to be able to fucking take notes and then flip the keyboard around and like actually open up, you know, like IDEs and stuff like that was super fucking handy. I, I tried for the first couple months to just do it with an iPad Pro, but there's so much software and computer programs you need to use. And a lot of them are proprietary only to fucking Microsoft. And even virtual machines and fucking dual boot, boot camp, whatever Apple calls it, doesn't fucking get you where you need to go. That surface, that's that's what got me through my entire fucking STEM education. Yep. But I did, and I did use my fucking headphone jack fairly regularly on that thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know anymore. Yeah, that's weird. Did they? Okay, so I'm assuming they there was like a Microsoft event 
where all this was announced. Did they yeah. have they iterated on that fucking flip phone they had? That like dual fold out one? Cause no, I, I think it, the last reports uh, I heard is it's dead. Cool. Like the I I saw one and like I went and looked at one while I was in Best Buy, the fucking Surface Duo phone, yeah, and yeah. it it feels like gorgeous. Like you know how like when you hold a premium phone, you're like this is a nice phone. Like yeah. when it's closed, like clamshelled up, and you're holding it, like it feels high quality. The hinge is incredibly fucking smooth and nice. It's like the nice level of resistance. But it's Microsoft, and even though they have this fucking very deep partnership with Android, they just put fucking very minimal effort into customizing the operating system to work with two screens. Mm -hmm. And as far as I know, it sold so poorly. I think it was within a few months of the Duo 2 coming out, it was getting like 30% fucking price cuts. And as far as I know, and I could be wrong on this, so don't quote me, I thought I had read not too long ago that poor sales and they didn't want to keep putting money into the development and so on and so forth, that they've killed it, that it's not happening. And I know that bigger version, the laptop version, that's dead. Like it never, the Surface Uh, Pro, whatever the fuck they were going to call it, that was two screens. That was the one I was like super intrigued by where like the keyboard magneted onto the screen or you could take it off and have like a massive, apparently that's, that's already dead. Yeah, which is a shame because, like, I remember, I think before I did the iOS switch that you convinced me of, I was actually, like, I was, like, seriously considering, I was, like, I kind of really want to fucking buy one of these service phones because, like, they just, I remember being in, like, a Best Buy, like, playing around with it, and I was, like, this just feels and looks fucking cool as hell. Yeah, and I, then, I like, liked it. I didn't I like the massive... It, people were, like, well, uh, yeah, it it is, but, like, the core function of it being a phone maybe isn't quite where it should be, and I was, like, oh... Okay. You know where I think it would have made all of the world of a difference? Where? Is if they <clears throat> made it just ever so slightly thicker so they could increase the battery life and then made them both fucking full screen. Like, I'm I don't sure. know if the model that you were playing with was, like, actually on that allowed you to do stuff, but, like, when I was playing with it, it was, like, powered on. You could swipe through, open different apps, and it had a massive chin and a massive fucking forehead. On both those fucking screens. Now, if yep. they would have made it where like both screens were like legit full screen, optimize the battery a little bit, then it honestly probably and like knocked the price down a couple hundred. It honestly probably would have sold fairly well. Yeah. Well, because was the pricing crazy on those? Like, if you yeah, it was a, it was like yeah, it was like as Samsung. much as a fucking fold. It was which, sir? It was uh, it was almost as much as a fold. It was like fifteen, sixteen hundred fucking dollars. Oh, yeah. And you, like you just you know that Microsoft isn't putting in the same fucking work into the operating system as Samsung is, because Samsung yeah. has to because they sell a bajillion other fucking Android phones. So like they're putting in the work on the hardware and the software, and micro and Microsoft was just like, hey, we're just gonna take two Android phones figure out a way to fucking put a hinge in between them so they can close on each other, call it good. Like, the moment they were, like, the day that they officially came out and you were able to purchase one, they were, like, two or three fucking generations behind on their SOC. Yep. So you're like, hold on. You want to sell me a fucking three-gen old fucking chip? You want to have these massive fucking bezels on the goddamn thing? You're going to have it fucking very poorly optimized and put minimal effort into the software 
and you want to charge me as much as the fucking Galaxy Fold? Like, yep. Fuck off. Yeah, it's it's they basically laid out. They're like, here's a '93 used Camry, and here's a 2020 new Camry from the dealership. We've priced them both the same. Do you want the shitty one? Yeah, <laughs> like, like it, no. It, it made no sense. And like, I understand when you're developing hardware and software, like there's so much time and money and everything that goes into it. But it's crazy how they developed it, got it to where they needed it, where they could release a product, and it's like, okay. We're ready. We can start mass producing these things, but we need to fucking modernize the chip. Yep. And like, especially when you're basing it off of Snapdragon, like the core functionality that interacts with everything remotely, like relatively, sorry, stays the same. Right. Cause like all the new, the, the newer Snapdragons with each generation, the core functionality and the way that you're like writing the code and getting everything to interact with each other stays the same. It's just, they're more powerful. They're more battery efficient. They like, but how they fucking work in your piece of tech is very is relatively unfucking changed. So yep. it wouldn't have been wild or out of line or crazy to be like, okay, we got this, we got the prototype, it's all working. Okay, okay, we're four months away from the new Snapdragon coming out. We're gonna call Snapdragon just like every other fucking phone manufacturer does and go, okay, we want those in the phone, and you start dumping those in the fucking phone and you optimize your so software as you're like shipping out everything globally. Yep. And they just took a really weird backwards approach where they spent all that time making it. And then they're like, okay, we're done. We're going to release it. And it's like, well, you've been working on this for years. So yes, you got the, you got it working, but you need to modernize it now. Like you need to update the internals and the components. You can't just work on it for three years and release it as is. Yeah, it's like you can't just like lay out for the consumer on the table. Here's an i3 processor and an i9, and we're gonna price them the same. It's like no one's gonna buy that, right? Like if they if they would have had that surface as like a thousand bucks, eleven hundred bucks, it probably would have done all right. But to price it the same as the Samsung is just like you, you literally pointed a gun at your face and pulled the trigger. <laughs> so you would think that they would learn from these lessons too. It's like, it was like back in the day when Microsoft was doing their own phone operating system and they had the option to make it not open source, but like open license, like anyone who wanted to make a windows phone could. And instead they went, Nope, we're going to fucking exclusively sell the fucking Nokia and be done with it. And it's like, cool, you literally just, you killed it. You killed your entire fucking opportunity here. And that's actually like, I've seen that this is a... I had one of those phones, and I returned it. <laughs> I, I never had a Windows phone, but I know a few people that did. And the few people that I know that like actually had it and used it every day, swore by it. They said that if Windows phones were still a thing, and they like progressively updated and stuff like they, like Android and Apple does that they would still be running a Windows phone. They thought it was absolutely fucking fantastic. I can't oh. speak to either way because I've seen... I've never even like actually scrolled through the Windows operating system on a mobile phone, so I can't... I don't have anything of value to I, input. I did, and what I will say is like the phone experience of a Windows phone worked really well, but what killed it for me and why I got rid of it like a month or two months after I got it was like i i did what i did with 
when I get every new phone, I was like, all right, put all my data on it. All right, now I need to get all my apps that I use on a daily basis. Hey, guess what? If you got a Windows phone, 90% of those apps are just not on their app store. And I was like, well, okay, this doesn't work for me. <laughs> and that is partially because they signed that exclusive agreement with fucking, pretty sure it was Nokia. Yeah. Whoever the fucking, there's one it phone manufacturer that made the phones for it. So when you limit it to the one manufacturer and you're not willing to put the money in yourself, then it's up to developers who are like, okay, I need to fucking, you know, update these apps. But if Nokia is the only one making it and you're a new entry into the market and no one's buying it, you have a very small market share. So when you're a fucking programmer and you're sitting there and you're writing the code for Instagram so that you can have a mobile app and you're like, okay, I got to put, and this is at the time before things like flutter and shit existed. So like you had to write the code for the iOS app and then you had to write the code for the Android app. Then you'd have to turn around and write the fucking code for the windows app. And you're not going to fucking sink all that time, money, effort, and resources into writing code for a windows mobile fucking app when Windows Mobile was holding like 1% of the market share, it's like that's not a worthwhile investment as a fucking software company. Nope. And mm -hmm. it doesn't help that Windows was like, no, 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 you guys. Everything's going to be fucking UWP. It's all going to be the universal Windows program so that PC, mobile, like it's one code base, like we're all fucking good to go. And then Microsoft itself just shit the bed all over UWP, which is exactly why UWP is fucking dead now. Yep. Yeah. You, it was like, I remember I, I bought the phone cause I was like, Ooh, like I, it looked cool. And at the time, I'd, like I was like uh, swapping phones anytime a new one came out. Cause I was in, I was very much in a point where I was like, I want to try all these phones and I tried it and was like, okay, the user experience of using this phone is actually quite cool. Like the windows phone OS was actually quite good, but like when 90% of the apps I use just can't go on there. And then the few that did come on there, I can't remember what it was, but I was like, oh, well, at least I got this one. And it was such a shitty version that I was like, I, okay, it has this, but I can't even fucking use it because it's so bad. I was like, this is insane. Yeah, it's, there's so many different, like, it would have been a game changer if they just would have been like, hey, here's our operating system. Anyone can license it, just like Android. Anyone yep. can take it and go with it. And then a bunch of phone manufacturers would have made it. You would have had a much larger market adoption. You would have held much larger market share. And if you hold a large market share, then app developers have no fucking choice but to make apps for it. And yep. if they would have done that, then that, in my opinion, and I could be completely wrong, but in my opinion, that would have completely reshaped their whole UWP platform on their computers. Because if people are making UWP apps for mobile then it's a few fucking clicks and you're porting that over to fucking windows. So then you're going to see a lot of people go, okay, not only do we have the phone market share, but we also have all this market share because windows machines occupy a large portion of the fucking market. Yep. But just the way they handled the Microsoft store, the UWP platform and their fucking mobile, it was just like every fucking terrible decision that they could have made was the decision that they fucking made. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's like a shame because like I've, absolutely love Apple and their devices. I absolutely love fucking Google and the Android devices. I use both. I routinely go back and forth between Apple and Android yep. so that I'm not fucking locked into one. And so that I'm never going to become a fanboy. And I used to be, but not present day. 
and I don't want to be a locked in fanboy. I want to keep switching it up and refreshing because there are pros and cons to both and both ecosystems offer different fucking advantages and disadvantages. Yep, totally. But I would have loved some competition where I could be like, yeah, let's go check out a Windows phone. Yeah. yeah if they got it right where it's like, hey, it's kind of like iOS where it's like, hey, when you boot up your Windows PC, imagine just having all your messages and calls and stuff just baked in. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, totally. But it's like, it's exactly what you said. It's They were the, the living embodiment of that meme where they're shooting themselves. And it's like, why did they do this? And it's yeah. like, they're just consistently shooting themselves going, why is no one buying this? And it's like, well, take a step back and look, man. Yeah. And they and it, this isn't anything new either. Like no. when I was in school, because I was running a Surface Pro, everything I did was on... Like, for all my note-taking was through OneNote because it was the simplest and easiest fucking platform where I could write, handwrite my notes with the fucking stylus and then bring them up on my computer and annotate and do everything else that I wanted to do, and it just all shared seamlessly. And yep. then Microsoft is like, hey, guys, OneNote that everyone uses, OneNote 2016, I believe, they're like, we're, gonna, we're killing this. We're not developing for it anymore. Everyone has to switch to the UWP version of OneNote which we're currently working on. You can download it right now and use it, but all these features that you love from OneNote 2016, yeah, they don't actually exist in the UWP version yet. So like, hopefully we'll get around to it. So they started forcing people off the original OneNote onto their UWP version, which didn't have the same fucking features, which was a clusterfuck. And then they made it so fucking ridiculous and such a goddamn runaround to try and get the 2016 version and then even if you did had it, it was like these weird syncing issues if you fucking had a UWP and a non-UWP version and da-da-da-da-da. And then just recently, like within the last fucking, I want to say six months to a year, they went, oh uh, yeah, the UWP one isn't working, so we're actually going to kill the UWP OneNote. We're going to go back to OneNote 2016 and we're going to port some of the features we had on the UWP version that wasn't on 2016. We're going to move those back into that, kill UWP, and make one note 26 and i'm like what the fuck are you guys doing yep i think i think I, all of that was happening in my last two years of university because i used one note same as you and then when a bunch of that stuff happened here you want to know what i did i went back to pen and paper i was like i'm not dealing with this anymore i was like this is fucking dumb because i straight up had it was like a sync thing that you were talking about where i was like literally i would come home and i would like boot up my computer and i was like all right i need to need to do some cases and some studies and then like none of my notes were there and i was just and then i was fucking about i was like okay how can i get okay can i just export a raw file and then like i finished that semester and i was literally like i'm going back to pen and paper fuck this it was just it was so fucking frustrating and then to have all that money and to be such a powerhouse of a fucking technology company and they just like refused to update or do anything about their fucking styluses nope they're fucking the surface pen by all accounts like it feels more comfortable it's got like a rubber end so you can like feel like you're erasing stuff i loved it but the fucking input lag and the latency of it and the fucking the grounding problem, like, I don't know how many people out there have ever actually, I initially bought the Surface Book because it had a dedicated graphics card. I could do more with it and then just pop the tablet off. 
but I literally used it for like not even a fucking week. And I had to go all the way back to the Microsoft store, return it for a new surface book, ran into the same issue I'm about to talk about and then had to return it. I went through three surface books before I found out that this is a common issue with almost every surface book and then went with a surface pro. And it's because they had improper fucking grounding inside the goddamn device. So if you were to hold your hand incredibly straight and draw as straight a line as humanly possible with that surface pen, you would get a whole bunch of fucking jaggedy edges. They call it pen jitter. And it's because there was improper fucking grounding in the device that caused some electromagnetic interference with the stylus when you're writing on the screen. And there was nothing you could do about it. You either had to accept that periodically you're going to get these fucking jagged lines and you're straight lines or you went with a surface fucking pro which was still a fantastic device but not nearly as powerful as a fucking surface book nope and then you look at apple and their fucking apple pencil and their tablets crush crush (laughs) yeah even uh even the fucking stylus that comes in my fucking galaxy note or ultra i guess what it's called now the samsung phones have a better latency, a better feel, and less fucking input lag than the goddamn Surface Pen and the Surface Pro. And when you're marketing a tablet like the Surface Pro or the Surface Book, and you are specifically marketing it so that people will write on it, that is why you have it. Otherwise, you would just buy a Surface laptop. You buy it so that you can fucking use the Surface Pen, and it's so poorly implemented. When I found out that they bought Wacom... And they were using like the oldest fucking Wacom stylus as possible. Like we were generations past what Microsoft is selling in their surface pens. And I'm like, holy fuck. Like I can understand trying to save a dollar here and there, but like this has been like six fucking years and you guys aren't doing anything about it. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy too. Cause like I, I got an iPad not too long ago and I bought, I didn't buy the Apple pencil because I was like, I'm not going to use it enough to justify the actual Apple one because it's like 120 bucks. So I bought like a third party one. And even that like surprising, like it's, I was measuring out and like used the note apps on the iPad for my new house because I was measuring out all the rooms. And so I was actually like mapping out the rooms and writing on it. And I was like kind of super impressed on like how accurate even like a third party and kind of Apple Pencil is on this base iPad. Yeah. So. Yeah. And so. that's just it. It's not even like it used to be only the iPad Pros could do it. But now, like, almost any new gen iPad you buy supports the Apple Pencil. Yep. Like, With I the bought low fucking latency. the cheapest base version iPad and the Apple Pencil works. Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of crazy how... Microsoft can simultaneously make the greatest decisions and the absolute worst ones. <laughs> like I look at some stuff and then I look at like Xbox and Game Pass and I'm like, those are all winners. And then you look at some of the Windows stuff and it's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's just poor fucking implementation and it, it's, it's honest, it's super disappointing. Yeah. It, and it's crazy because Microsoft used to be the only game in town and they, they just keep letting shit slip and slip and other people take their market share and make and innovate better products. And then they go, okay, we got to do something about this. So this product out here that we need to compete with, it does all these things amazingly well. 
So we need to make a product that does all of them very poorly. And hopefully we can take back that market share. And you're just like, uh, ex excuse me, that doesn't make uh, yeah. any sense. Why don't we try to make products that are better than our competition? And then you get mm. thrown out the 15 story office window. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the guy is like, it's, it's like they're sitting there and they're like, how do we make a product that actively pushes our users back to the competition? <laughs> well, that, that's what they did. Like my surface pro, I ended up uh, passing it on to my wife, but when the stylus and shit, and granted, I was out of school, so like I don't even use it nearly as much. But I passed that down to my wife so that she had a fucking laptop because she had like an old dual core fucking like 15 minute to load the operating system kind of fucking junky laptop that used to drive me wild. So I gave her my Surface Pro 7 and it was a fucking fully spec'd out. Like everything was maxed out in that configuration that you could fucking get. And I passed that off to her and I went and got a MacBook Pro and a fucking iPad. Yep. And that's I'm, what I, that's what I daily drive now is a MacBook pro and an iPad. And I still have apps that I have to exclusively run on windows. And I just spin up a VM because even yep. that is more convenient than using the fucking surface pro. Yep. I'm at that point where just windows laptops in general, I'm probably like, I have one that I use cause I work from home 90% of the time that I'm using as like my workstation. And it's kind of getting to the point where it's like at the probably getting towards the end of its life because I had bought it when I was in university and that was like five, six years ago. So like it's kind of at the end of its life. And as I'm looking, like I have a personal M1 Mac laptop, like the base version. Fucking love it. And I rock an iPad with it for like most of my personal stuff and like when I want to write stuff. And I'm looking at it going like, I'm probably just going to get one of those as my work one. <laughs> when the other one expires because like i remember when you were looking at all the laptops to get and like i remember you were researching so many and i was just like i'm at the point where i'm like you know what i think it might just be easier to just to go get an m1 and the m1s are impressive man i could yeah. i would definitely consider i have a 16 inch macbook pro but it's still intel based and once once Apple figures out, or software companies, I should say, figure out how to fucking actually do proper emulation on ARM, mm -hmm. then I'll seriously give some fucking thought to uh, leaving the Intel-based Mac and going with a fucking M1, uh, M1 version, or an M version, yep. I guess. Yep. They're on M2 now, or whatever the oh, fuck. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yep. But their custom-built SOCs are crazy expensive, man. And the mm -hmm. only thing that stops me from going with that route is I fucking, I run VMs that run fucking Windows and Windows architecture. And that just isn't a thing for fucking VM1s yet because they're all ARM-based. Yep. That being said, fuck, another fucking dumb, dumb point for fucking Microsoft. They have Microsoft for fucking ARM because they made the Surface fucking Pro X, which is an ARM-based goddamn chip, so they have Windows for fucking ARM. You want to get a Windows for ARM ISO? Good fucking luck. Yep. Like, what yep. are you guys doing? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's... It's... Baffling. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's my Microsoft fucking rant. Yeah, fair enough. As I sit here doing everything right now on a Windows 11 machine, but I digress. I still haven't upgraded to Windows 11. Should I? 
don't know. I I honestly I I personally like the UI. Yeah. Because it's very in tune to like the like similar to the Mac where it's like kind of centered and at the bottom. Yeah. But I don't know. It it depends. Like I one of my buddies has had some issues with his fucking playing games and stuff and crashes and shit because of Windows 11. I've been very fortunate where I've had very, very few fucking issues with Windows 11. Yeah. I'm just, I'm an early adopter of things. Like, I was in Windows 11 when it was still part of, like, the Insider fucking preview program. And, like, as soon as I had an opportunity, I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to test drive Windows 11. Yeah. I mean, aside some from some graphical fucking changes, it, it's fundamentally the same. But I yeah. like the new new UI. One of my buddies, he's he wants me to come over and fucking revert his machine to Windows 10 because he doesn't like where the icons are and how the menus look when you right-click stuff. And it's like, hey, you're going to have to wipe your whole fucking yeah. your operating system. Oh, can you figure out a way to do it without? Nope. It's, if you want Windows 10, we can do it, but you're wiping it all. Okay, yeah. then just fucking suck it up. And, and there's ways, like, there's different, you can go and tweak some of the settings to make it look very, very similar to how Windows 10's UI looked. Totally. But you got to put a little bit of effort into it, and he's like, no, I don't, I'm not putting any effort in it. That sounds like too much work. It's like, okay, well, don't complain anymore. I gave you two fucking options you don't like either, then just sit with it. Yep, totally. Yeah. I think the only thing why I haven't done... Windows 11 is, it's the laziest reason ever. It's because I got to go into my BIOS and turn on uh, whatever that fucking TPM requirement is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just haven't been bothered to, like, go into my BIOS. And this is partly because my computer boots up so fast that I actually can't click the button. So it's like a one, I need to install, like, the actual BIOS software so it, like, boots directly into that. And I'm like, at this point, I'm just too lazy to do that. If I was presented with a click button to upgrade to Windows 11, I would have been on Windows 11 a long time ago. But I'm just too fucking lazy. You don't even need to do that. I can't remember where it is in settings. But if you one of the settings in there, you go to it, you can go reboot to fucking safe mode or whatever. Oh, and it'll sure. turn your computer off, open it up into, like, the blue screen safe mode where it's like, do you want to update oh. or repair or whatever? And one of those options, you click it, and it'll just straight up, it'll reboot again and take you straight into your fucking BIOS. Oh, that's right. I actually, I totally knew that and totally forgot that. Yeah. So. That is an option. I mean, one day I'll probably do it, but. I mean, yeah. you're not missing out on anything wild or crazy. No. Okay. So you put in the Pixel Watch. Did you buy one? No. Oh. No, no, no. I have a I have a Garmin fucking watch that does what I needed to do. And honestly, like I'm always hit and miss. I want the tracking, I want the notifications, and then there's other times where it's like I don't want any of this. Like the primary function I want of a smart watch isn't always the notifications, it's the tracking. I want heart rate, all that kind of stuff, calories, blah blah, footsteps, blah blah. Sleep. I want sleep tracking. And the problem That's... with all these fucking watches is they're just, and it's a personal thing for me because my wife has a Garmin Venue 4S or some shit. She fucking charges it every few days and she sleeps with it. I have a Garmin Phoenix. I can't fucking sleep with it. I couldn't even mm -hmm. sleep with the Apple Watch on. Before I went back to Android, I had an Apple Watch. Couldn't sleep with it. It just was too fucking weird. It was uncomfortable and I kept like, 
I don't know, rolling over and feeling it and fucking I'd get mad in the middle of the night and fucking rip it off my wrist. Okay, fair enough. So ideally in a perfect world, and I hate the fact that everything now is subscription-based, I would get a fucking aura ring or a whoop strap. But I just, I was just excited because the Pixel Watch has been in the fucking works for like three or four fucking years and it's finally here. And Wear OS has been a complete dog shit fucking pile for years because Google wouldn't do anything about it because it was like, hey, we made this for you guys. It's open source. You can license it for free. So take it. And then companies were like, hey, we want to use it, but like we can't do this. And Google's like, oh yeah, shit. Well, sorry. That's what you get for fucking free. It's like, God damn it, Google. Like figure your shit out. But I'm hoping now that they have the Pixel Watch out, like for one, that's going to be more competition. Mm-hmm. And maybe they'll actually start putting a real concerted effort into improving Wear OS. And then it might yeah. be a viable option. That, uh, Wear OS was before I got like my Apple Watch. I didn't realize how far behind it was until I like played with an Apple Watch and was like, oh, this is how a smartwatch is supposed to be. Yep this is what a smartwatch should be. And this is what you can do with one. And I was like, Oh wow. Android has a long way to go. Yep. So what's the price on this watch? Is it reasonable? It's about the same as like every other fucking smartwatch. It's got a really interesting dome glass look to it, which I'm like, okay, I kind of like that, but it irritates me that there's literally only one screen size. Oh yeah. Like, so if, like, if people with bigger fucking wrists, they can't get a bigger model. So you, if you're a bigger wrist guy, you're stuck with this one size in the middle model. So it might look small and weird on your wrist. Or if you're a small wrist kind of person, same thing. You're stuck with one model, so it might look big and fucking weird. It's kind of yeah. like when Apple made the first-gen AirPods. They're like, yeah, we just assume everyone's ears all fit exactly the fucking same. So there's nothing you can do about it. You buy them, you stick them in, and hopefully they fucking stay. That's kind of what Google's doing with the watch. They're like, well, hopefully the majority of people have an average sized wrist, so this will just look fine on anyone. I wonder if they do different sizes for, like, because this is the first gen. Like, I wonder if Gen 2 comes out and they're like, all right, here's, we learned some lessons, and now we're going to actually stick with the watch product. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if you never see another Pixel watch again, but. I'm thinking, like, that they're, because, man, Pixels are not the greatest selling phone ever, and every time they release a new Pixel, it's like, oh, check out all these really fucking sweet features that are exclusive to the Pixel, and it makes me want a Pixel. And then I wait a month, and I hear all of the fucking terrible bugs and issues, and and then I never end up getting a fucking Pixel because they're just so rife with so many fucking problems. But they keep putting them out. So I feel like the Pixel Watch is here to stay, and this being the first iteration, I am hope they take it and they learn a lot of lessons from it and start making it more viable. Because I actually do, like, if size to size, I actually like the look of it. Like, it's an yeah. actual OLED fucking screen, and it's got this weird dome. So, like, the screen size is small. It has, a like, a larger bezel than most smartwatches. But because of the domed glass, it doesn't really look like it has huge bezels. Like, it's got an interesting yeah. appearance to it. I really I really like the look of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I uh, I can attest to that. I had a Pixel at one point, and it was uh, one of the worst Android phones I had ever had. I got rid of it because it it was literally just like bugs and stuff. Like it got to a point where like every day it would like hard crash and freeze the phone. And at one point, I literally just 
dropped it on the ground and said fuck this and fucking went to the like local tele store and was like yep yeah, uh can i get one of those samsung notes <laughs> yeah they if they have such a massive software development like i don't understand but no it's fucking weird. I, I'm still waiting for a fucking smartwatch. Granted, mine is like, I don't know, I'd say it's a 50% smartwatch, my fucking Garmin. Because I can see notifications. It'll send, it'll show me texts. It'll vibrate if someone's calling me. But I can't, like, respond to texts. I can't fucking answer phone calls on my wrist. So it's like half a smartwatch. But that being said, I charge it once every fucking 10 days. Yeah. And that's what I like. Like, even when I had, because, well, now we're on, what, Gen 8 for the Apple Watch? Yeah, I think so. I can't remember. But they, they just, just released the newest Apple Watch. I had the Apple Watch right before that one. So the yeah. Gen 7? But there was no full day. Like, I had to charge it every fucking day. So, I have the SE... And I charge it every morning, but it's because I always just want to have the battery. But when I get up, so I wear it all day and then all night for sleep tracking. And when I wake up in the morning, it's at 70%. And I have everything enabled. And then I throw it on the charger to bring it up to 100 every morning. But yeah. I refuse to believe that. I absolutely <laughs> refuse to believe that. Because the fucking battery in the uh gen 7 because i had the whatever it was like the top tier aside from like going with the super duper sapphire glass and titanium fucking frame but it was the high-end fucking apple watch whatever it was apple watch 7 and i would wear it like i'd wake up in the i'd put it on the charger at night so i wouldn't wear it because i couldn't it was just annoying me for sleep tracking so i'd sit on the charger all night i'd wake up in the morning at like 4 30 i would put it on and i would wear it all day and by the time I got home and was ready to crawl into bed at like 9.30 or whatever, I would be down to like 30%. Oh, weird. I'm trying to find uh, like the battery thing in my watch app, but I don't think it has it in the watch app. Maybe I got to do it on the watch. I don't know. And maybe yeah. depending on what I was doing, because I move around a lot, so there's a lot of fucking... It's like my job's not... Like I'm putting on you know, 30, 40, 50,000 steps a day. My heart rate is constantly fluctuating, so on and so forth. So, like, it's taking a lot of metrics. It's doing a lot of work. But there is, like, at most, best, best case scenario, maybe if I was doing, like, a little more sitting and not as much movement or activity, maybe I could fucking get a day to a day and a half out of it, but never more than that. Whereas no. with my fucking, with my Garmin, I'll get 10 days minimum with everything enabled, Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, fucking heart rate. I do the O2, the O2 tracking, like everything. And if I fucking disable it from like taking notifications, like disable the Wi-Fi and Bluetooth from connecting to my phone, I've gone like 18, 19 days. And if yeah. I put it into low power mode where it only connects to like the GPS satellites, like a couple times a fucking day, I can stretch that bad boy out for like 20 some fucking days. Yeah, those watches are incredible for battery life. And that's what I want. Like, that's why, like, the Whoop and the Aura intrigues me. Because, like, the Whoop, you can get about a week before you got to fucking charge it, wearing it nonstop. The Aura Ring is the same thing. You can get about a week with it on your finger all the time. Yep. 
but they don't yeah, have I, displays and stuff. So I mean, like, understandably, you're not using as much power for those types of things. But like, I I don't know. It just I want something I can sleep with comfortably and not have to charge every fucking day. Honestly, uh, like with what I like with phones and stuff like that, what I've kind of found out now is the sole selling point on whether I buy a phone. Like if I'm looking at two phones, the massive selling point that's going to get me to buy one or the other almost always comes down to battery life. Like I'm, I'm now getting to a point where battery life is kind of the most important thing. And it's kind of ridiculous how long this iPhone battery that I have lasts. Like, Oh yeah. It lasts forever. Like there was a few times, like I, I think I was camping for like a week out at my cabin in the summer and I think I charged it once. (laughs) which i find that like super fucking interesting because like in my and it's a little different now now that i'm not in the field anymore but like in my line of work i didn't typically like have easy access to fucking charge my phone when i wanted to whereas like in your line of work you're always within fucking reach of a fucking phone charger yeah so like i would just assume like in my line of work battery life is more important would be a more important thing to me because I don't always have access to charge. Whereas battery life is super important to you, but you're always arms reach away from being able to just fucking top off your phone. Yeah, totally. It's weird. But that just, uh, there's a, uh, to me, there's something to be said. If I'm, if I have a mobile device that I'm using for stuff, I wanted, I want the battery to last in the, and it's solely just because I want to be prepared. <laughs> it's a weird thing. Cause it's like, I work an office job, like, when I had my old note, as I was working throughout the day, it just sat on a wireless charger stand like that, so I could just watch notifications come in, and then when I left work, it was 100%. <laughs> I, I will say, since I had to recently fucking switch back to Android, that's one thing that has been killing me, is, like, when I was running my 13 Pro Max or whatever, like, yeah. I would get to the end of the day, and I would still have, like, 60% fucking battery, but, like, yep. I'm re... Pretty routinely by like eight o'clock at night, my fucking S twenty two Ultra is like sitting at like thirty percent. Yep. I haven't yeah, the, I haven't completely killed it in a day, but like by the end of the day, like I it's it's low enough where it's like yeah, you absolutely have to plug this in. Whereas my iPhone is like I should, but if I don't, I could probably fucking easily stretch this a whole another day and be fine. Yep. It's crazy. Like when I was camping and like, granted it literally just sat in my truck cause I was camping. I was like, I'm not, unless someone calls me, I'm not picking this up. And it literally just sat there and like, I made a few calls and responded to a few texts throughout the week. And like, I th- yeah, I was out there for a week. I think I charged it once. <laughs> so. Yeah. They crushed it on the battery. Yeah. So. Okay. What's this uh, game that you played? just played it last night and it was just fun it was like a fps version of among us oh and it's free to play didn't cost a fucking cent you boot up in the game you're in a lobby of six fucking people two of you become hazardous and you get picked at the like loading screen so you load in there's six of you in a map two of you are fucking hazardous you go around, you do little, like, Among Us type things, fix a generator, pull this, pull that. There's a couple little side things you can do that'll give you upgraded armor or, like, a better shot, like a shotgun instead of a pistol kind of thing. Everyone starts with a pistol. You find ammo on the ground, 
and then there's a timer at the top and when the timer hits zero the lights go out when the lights go oh. out the two people that are hazardous can turn into like a fucking mutant thing and go around and kill the other players oh and then when the the players can run around and grab fuses and throw them in generators so there's like a timer as to when the lights can go back on so if you go and get fuses and put them in place then it builds quicker like you get to the point where you can power things on turn the lights back on sooner and then when you do that when you get the power back on or the clock runs out because like maybe you're just hiding in a corner so you're not collecting fuses so when the power comes back on it actually opens an exit door you have to get to that exit door when you go yep. through the door now you're in a different area of the map and you redo it again timer starts but when you're a mutant or whatever, when that timer goes off, you as well can go through the exit door. And when you go through the exit door, you turn back into a human. Uh, okay. So the lights go out, you mutate, you try and kill the other players. Okay, they got fuses, power's back on, everyone through the door. When everyone runs through the door, everyone's fucking human again and you're in another area. So then you're back oh. down to like, okay, fuck. So then you can run around for like five minutes either sabotaging or doing little tasks until the lights go out. And then when they go back out again and you don't have to change either. Like if you are like surrounded by your whole other team and you're like, fuck, I want to kill these guys. Cause you know, like I'm the bad guy in this scenario. You don't have to mutate and kill them. You can just um, stay in human form. Clock runs out, go to the next area. So you can actually be strategic about it. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at the steam page and this actually looks really cool. Yeah, I actually played it with, like, Jordan, Dylan, and, like, all of them last night. Oh, yeah. That actually looks really cool. I'm going to have to try this out. And free-to-play. Yeah. So, so just, is, okay, so free-to-play, so there is there some pay-to-win stuff, or is it no, cosmetics? cosmetics. So okay. every every time you finish a match, depending on if you're the killer or the survivor, you get points, and then you get bonus points bonus points for either surviving or you get bonus points for killing, but the points are tickets. You get tickets for everything you do. Okay. And then you take those tickets and you use the tickets to buy cosmetics or you use the tickets to buy like little upgrades that you can take into the game with you. Uh, okay. And then if you want, you can, I think you can buy tickets for fucking cash, but again, it's like cause for cosmetic purposes or you can, uh, buy different skins like, on the store, I think there's like DLC for monster packs where instead of being this monster, you can be a different monster. So again, it's like, it's all cosmetic. I'm just looking at those on the steam page. Mm -hmm. hmm. Actually seems really cool. I'm going to have to try that out. Yeah. It was just a fun little game that I ended up getting quite sucked into last night. Quite enjoyed. Yeah. Well, free. I mean, that's like, it's a real easy sell. Mm hmm. <laughs> I haven't played Grounded yet, but I've heard good things. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a ton of fun. I've been playing it with uh, Jordan and uh, what's her name, his girlfriend, Sarah. Um, yeah, and yeah, it's honey, it's Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, mm -hmm. and it's a, in the in a survival crafting game, and that is very appealing to me. <laughs> yeah, it looks like and a lot it, of fun. It and it, it like the graphics are awesome, and it's. Now that it's 1.0, like it's on Game Pass. So if you have Game Pass, it's free, which I mean, 
Game Pass is the greatest value ever. If you don't have Game Pass, you should probably sign up for it. Especially if you buy Xbox Live and then you just convert it to Game Pass. That's exactly what I did. Mm-hmm. And But yeah, it's super cool, and uh, it is very cool to explore backyard and have, like, fucking massive spiders fuck you up. Well, it kind of sucks when it happens at first, but, but yeah, it's really cool. So... And it on my list, has, I just uh, haven't played it. Because at first, I was like, okay, I'm a little disappointed this doesn't have dedicated servers. Because I want a game that, like, if I'm not on, someone else can hop in and play, right? Mm-hmm. But they have this cool thing where, like, they have dedicated servers on their end. Or it's like it's a shared save world file that everyone has access to. So they kind of solved that problem. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, so... Yeah, I very much recommend it. It's uh, very cool. And, uh, yeah. I've been having a lot of fun with it, so. Yeah, one day. It's on my list. I'm still waiting for GoldenEye to come. Oh, yeah, that's right. I, uh, I might actually have to, like, go fish out my Xbox One and see if I can get it to work on that. Why well, you should be able to just fucking, at the very least, game stream it through. Because it's coming ga- Xbox Game Pass day one. Oh, yeah, that's right. Epic game stream would probably be easiest. Because I also have my Xbox One out, but I've converted it into an emulation machine. Although you can just fucking turn off dev mode, go back into the main system. But Well, and can you not still do regular stuff in dev mode? No. I thought? No. No. No, you can sideload apps or whatever and stuff and play that way, but if you want to play any of the actual Xbox stuff, you got to turn it off. But it doesn't wipe anything. Like, that's the nice part. Like, the only inconvenience of it is it just, you have to turn your Xbox off and then it turn it back on again. Oh. And then you're back in normal Xbox mode. You can play and download all your games, and then if you want to do any of the emulation stuff, like RetroArch, you have to do in dev mode. You just go and say, okay, turn dev mode on. It goes, okay, we're going to restart your Xbox. Turns off, turns back on. Now you're in dev mode. Oh, I didn't know it was that seamless. Mm-hmm. That's actually kind of nice. Yeah. I thought it was like a one or the other and you had to wipe to go back and forth, but... Nope. You huh. just fucking restart it. Hmm. That's that's actually... That, that kind of makes me happy that it's not super complicated to get into that because... <laughs> I don't know if I ever told you about my journey when I jailbroke my 3DS to make it an emulation machine. My God, was that a process. Oh? (laughs) It was fucking, to start with, it's such this hack. Okay, so it's actually super fun to do because it's this such hack together thing that breaks everything Nintendo wants you to do. But you download a game from the Nintendo eShop that I have no idea why they still let it be there. You download this fucking game launch into a multiplayer session do a bunch of like swim around in this sub and then it fucking and then you trigger an update to that game and that's your entry point into jailbreaking it (laughs) interesting (laughs) yeah and then once you have that then you basically dump a bunch of stuff that it downloaded from this multiplayer game into an sd card plug that into your Windows machine, and then you do a bunch of fuckery around there, and then you re-plug in the SD card, and then all of a sudden you have this hacked-together emulation thing that is actually really cool. <laughs> That's pretty interesting. Yeah, it was it was like one of those like weird 
kind of like tech home projects where I was like, this is actually really cool to just fuck around with. <laughs> hmm. But what a weird fucking entry point to do that. Yeah, and I don't know how you. I haven't looked into how you can do it with the Switch because I'll probably end up doing it with the Switch at one point. You can't do it with the new ones. <laughs> and I'm curious what the entry point into that is. If so. you have the second model that they released, like not the OLED, but there was like the original Switch, and then there was the Switch that they released shortly after that came in a red box, and that one you can't fucking jailbreak going forward. It's only the very original Switch is the Fuck. only one that can be jailbroken. Fuck, I have that one. And even then, I don't know if it's 100% confirmed, but I heard that there was one update they fucking pushed, and if you accepted that update, then it removed it as well, and then you're fucked for jailbreaking. Fuck. I've done all of that. Yeah. Then you're, got, oh, they've got to have found a way around it, you think? I, I, I'm sure they're working on it, but as of right now, unless you have the original fucking Nintendo Switch, you can't jailbreak it. Oh. Yeah. Because hmm. when I bought my Switch, I bought the one that came in the red box, and yeah. I was like, oh, I'm going to jailbreak this. And I can tell you f without a fucking shadow of a doubt, at least up until a few months ago, you could not jailbreak that Switch. Huh. I'm on the uh, R Switch Pirate subreddit, and it seems like it can be done. I just saw a thread. Someone was like, can I hack this on this firmware version? And the top comment was like, the firmware does not matter. <laughs> yeah, but it's because it's, it's not firmware. It's something hardware related oh. they did. That's why it's, you have to have the OG Switch, not the Redbox Switch. Oh. Because when they found out people were jailbreaking, they did something hardware, and then they released... Like, it wasn't a refresh, but it was a refresh, because there was a minor difference that they did in hardware, and that's what stops the jailbreak. Okay. Interesting. And like I said, it's only red box. Because the OG <sighs> Switch came in a different kind of box, so this, the newer... that's That was the indicator of if you were buying the new fucking hardware version Switch, and it came in the red box. Interesting. It's Nintendo, man. They fucking, they do not like people fucking with their shit. Which is, it's funny, because, like, it's so fun to fuck with their shit, because for the simple fact that they don't want you to do it, so it becomes this really cool process of trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Did you, uh... Speaking of Nintendo, did you hear that fucking Denovo fucking now has Denovo for Switch? Which seems like a fucking terrible idea. What is, what is Denovo? So Denovo is anti-cheat, and it's terrible because it often makes the game run like shit. Mm. Almost 90% of the time. So, like, what happens is, like, what you'll always see is, like, if you go into, like, the Crackwatch subreddit, when they finally crack, like, a Denovo game, and it takes a really long time. Like, it's usually, like, six months or, like, sometimes upwards of a year before they do it because it takes so much time to do it. But oftentimes, you'll see the threads of, like, this game now runs 50% better than it does out of a regular retail version just because this anti-cheat isn't in here. Really? Yeah. So when people were like, oh, there's De Novo for Switch, people were like, well, uh, Switch games already run really badly, so this is just going to make them unplayable. So. Yeah, that sounds like a fucking terrible idea. Yep. So. 
but yeah. Well, that's all I got. Yeah. Me as well. All right. Well, I guess I'll catch you on the next one. Later.